David Ellison reflects on the ups and downs of his four-decade music career. Striper's Michael Sweet says Phil Anselmo and Rex Brown have the right to tour as Pantera. Olivia Newton-John passes away at 73 after a long battle with cancer. And Kane Tyler joins us to talk video games. Coming up. This is the Plug Podcast. I am Bushy. With me, as always, is Metal Mike. How are you, brother? All right, all right, all right. This is Metal Mike, and I brought a special guest, ladies and gentlemen, my nephew, a regular on the Metal Mike Show, and the once and future DJ Kane. He'll be coming back to that metal station soon. Kane, how's it going, man? Hey, it's going great. All right, cool. It's going great, man. Yeah, glad to have you on. I thought we'd be talking power metal, which I would be wicked lost on. I know one band, one album. What's that band? Uh, Sabaton. Uh, you probably know more than you think. Uh, Halloween's considered power metal. Are you familiar with them at all? Yeah, I've got some Halloween albums. There you go. Well, that's two. How yeah. about Iced Earth? I got one of their albums. All right, there you go. And I got some. Yeah. What's that? Which album of Iced Earth do you have? Uh, I would have to look. I have nothing physical by them. I, in fact, I would say the only power metal album I have a physical copy of is the Dragaforce album with uh, Through the Fire and Flames. Yeah, it's a great album. Uh, let's see. Iced, Iced. There we go. See, I don't even have the name of the album on here. It's one that's got Black Flag Brothers, Clear the Way, Defiance, Ghost Dance, Great Heathen Army, Raven Wings, Seven Headed Whore, The Relic, The Veil. Yeah, that's uh, that's the new one. Uh, I forgot the damn name of it now. Something unbreakable or something like that. Incorruptible, isn't it? Corruptible. There you go. Thank you. Yeah, I, I could count on no fingers how many times I've listened to it. I just have it. <laughs> yeah, we got Kane here. We're going to be talking some video games later. We're going to 
break down our top five favorite video games of all time, which is some absolute bullshit. Because I don't, <laughs> I don't consider myself a gamer. But uh, man, I've been playing games since Atari, and I'm like, same here. Fuck, man. I mean, if you if you want to be technical about, it, I've been playing games since pinball. <laughs> you know, <laughs> before the before they even had any damn dumb. You know, arcade games. It was all pinball machines. Uh, but it was a lot of fun going back through my head. You know, and I'm like, fuck, I got to put this game in. I got to put this game in. That's going to be a fun discussion a little later on. Um, before we get into the news, first of all, Kane, thanks for being here, buddy. Um, this going to be a lot of fun. I do want to let you know, Metal Mike, we have a new review. No shit. Yeah, this came in July 7th, which is hilarious because I just checked it last week and we had nothing. Uh, but apparently that's the way Apple Podcasts works. It takes a month to get these things in. This is from uh, Star Chaser AMD. That's a five-star review. It's simply titled Holy This shit. Show. Yeah, it's called This Show Rocks. Uh, no other way to put it. This show just rocks. I found out about the podcast through the Decibel Geek Facebook page and have been hooked ever since. It's been said before, but I'll say it again, these guys have awesome chemistry. I also appreciate both Bushy and Metal Mike's sincere passion for music. I never leave reviews, but this one is special to me. Anyways, keep up the great work, fellas. Oh, holy fuck, man. A five-star review on Apple, no less. Brother, thank you. I humbly thank you, man. That is awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it's hell yeah. It has been a while since we got one. The last one was an obvious shot at Terrence, but uh, I, I really appreciate that. The fact they found us through Decibel Geek, I'm not gonna lie. I know it kind of makes my dick a little hard. Oh, makes me really, my, <laughs> dude. I've got an engorged penis right now. It's like demon <laughs> cock, man. It's like Evil Dick by Ice T right now. Right, you know? right. And he obviously doesn't care that we're pathetically subjective. Exactly. Have we ever told you about that, Kane, where this guy actually left us a review saying we were pathetic? And I'm going, uh, aren't all podcasts mostly subjective? Depending on the subject matter, of course. Like, you know, I mean, if it's like a true crime podcast, that's probably going to be more objective or whatever. But I'm just like, but then I, I'm, but I'm like, yeah, we're fucking subjective and proud of it. And then yeah. that's when I told Bushy, I'm like, dude, that's our tagline, pathetically subjective, man, the plug podcast. I Hell love yeah. it personally. I want to thank, what was that guy's name? Uh, Nick the Dick. Nick that's the what we ended dick. up calling. Yeah, and he yeah. said we were pathetically subjective. It's like, well, all right, dude. But thank you, Nick the Dick. Yeah, fuck. Hey, man, I, just, I hate this. This sucks. <laughs> well, I mean, I think to me, well, subjective kind of means that you that subjective means you're not objective, you're subject. You're telling everybody what you think of something, whether you like it or not. Yeah, know? we're not. We're being objective facts. is like, well, I'm trying to be fair here and show both. Fuck both sides. I'm give fuck about both sides. I just care about mine. Exactly. My opinion is the only one that matters. For real? Not really. I'm. I kid. I kid. <laughs> but that's the thing that's funny about this is like some people will get really butthurt and offended if you like something or or dislike something that they hate or like. And I, I, I just don't understand that. It's like, well, like Bushy and I, we don't always see eye to eye. In fact, I'd say half the time I'm like, are you fucking nuts? Oh yeah, but, definitely. Know, <laughs> but but you know, I mean, but that's what makes this cool and it gives us a cool dynamic. Like I said a while back, I said. Even though we both love all kinds of hard rock and metal, 
he's the glam metal dude now the thrash metal guy and i yeah. think that's what makes our, us work as well as it does man absolutely well speaking of thrash the actual headline for this uh, Dave Ellison story is when the shit hits the fan, you find out who your friends are. Oh, shots fired. Yeah, in a new interview with uh, Real Music with Gary Stuckey, former Megadeth bassist David Ellison reflected on the ups and downs of his four-decade music career, including his latest departure from the influential Dave Mustaine fronted metal band. He says, you find out who your friends are, and you find out who your friends aren't, pretty fucking quick when the shit hits the fan because everybody wants to be around uh, everybody wants to be around you when you're picking up your Grammy <laughs> he says uh, look life is you're never on top all the time your life ebbs and flows your career ebbs and flows all of that I've been fortunate enough to be a career musician I've had to go with the ebbs and flows of the good the bad and the otherwise sometimes from within sometimes from without um, he goes on to talk about you know the, the Seattle scene coming in and it kind of, you know, kind of fucked him. He's always say early '90s, just when we thought everything was going awesome. Seattle music showed up. No one saw that coming. So there's all kinds of internal, external forces at work. And I think the trick is to be galvanized and be able to withstand the storms, come out the other side, and still keep rocking. Uh, and then as, as you go through, uh, sometimes the success becomes the golden handcuff. So you just have to make it work. Unfortunately, in those situations, what happens is you often start to compromise your own morality, your own beliefs, your own integrity. Because you just go, well, if we could just get to the other side of the ocean before we sink, we'll be okay. And then you get to the other side of the phone rings and they say, hey, we've got one more ocean for you to cross. <laughs> so you do it again. <laughs> nice nice little um, um, metaphor there. I like that. Absolutely. Yeah, so I, I guess basically he's talking about, um, speaking specifically about the uh, Mustang thing. It's like you're this entity that's floating up towards the heaven. Oh, he's such a wonderful man. He's a man of faith. He's got his family. Then this happens. It's like, what the hell is this? Admittedly, I've sort of trained the public to think that I'm one of the more well-behaved rock stars out there. For the most part, I have been. At the same time, this isn't to claim anything other than just, oops, shit happens. That is what it is. So it sounds to me like he may be a... He, he's a little butthurt, but I think he has a right to be. You know, oh, I, sure. You know, I think he has a right to be. And uh, I, I think that's definitely shots fired at uh, Dave Mustaine. Well, of course it is. Yeah. No. Um, I, I yeah, I definitely can see that. And look, man, I, I mean, I don't know. I think with the whole Mustaine thing, I think there was more to it than just you know. There may have been. I, I get the feeling there may have been some tension. And let's be honest. I mean, you know, Dave talks this good talk about oh, you know. I'm born again Christian and I forgive people. But I think deep down, even though he brought Ellison back in the fold, I think deep down he was still a little butthurt over Ellison suing him and all that going down originally. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't know if he ever completely let that go, you know? And then. Well, he had to have let it go a lot because how many years did they tour together and, and that's true. Together again? They've been. Yeah, they've been together. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, look, of all the I, things you could could have done, wanking off in a camera is not the worst. No, it's not. I mean, look, I I felt it was a knee jerk reaction at the time. I'm not gonna change my stance. At the same time, I'm not gonna pretend that I'm not looking forward to the next album either. I love Dave, David David Olson. 
I love Junior, as, as Mustaine always affectionately called him. Um, but it is what it is. And look, it's David Ellison. He'll land on his feet. Well, he's you know? released so a fucking, death metal project. He's got another he's album coming out. Yeah. He's doing all kinds of shit, just like he did before he came back to Megadeth. I mean, Dave, David Ellison's going to be just fine, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What do it you is think, Dave? So sucks. Still sucks that he that he uh, that he got fired, man. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like it either, Kane. I'm with you. I'm sorry, but I think Dave kind of overreacted. To be perfectly honest with you, because he didn't do anything that terrible. That's what I'm saying, man. Jerking <laughs> off into a camera is not the worst <laughs> thing he could have done. It's embarrassing. I'm not going to tell you. That well, yeah, but if anybody, if David Ellison's got to explain shit to anybody, it's just, it's Mrs. Ellison. Yeah, yeah. Nobody else, man. You know, I mean, like at the end of the day, who did he really hurt? It was consensual. You know, yes, you know even though you had a bunch of weirdos. Tr- what? And she was of age. It's not like she was ten. You know, right? right? <laughs> Well, it's, it's not like Gene Simmons getting busted in a damn sex tape banging a 19 or 20-year-old model, you know? <laughs> you know what? I was like, high-five Gene, though. Fuck, man. You know, but... I, mean, I let's saw that it. video. All these years, all that tongue, no tongue action. What a disappointment. You know what's really funny about... Uh, that is funny, Bush. What's really <laughs> funny about the whole thing is I remember a few years ago, and I think it was in Bill Wayne's old facebook group page that for some reason facebook shut down his kiss kiss heavy metal hard rock yeah yeah page which was a great facebook page and there was this guy i'm still uh, facebook uh, facebook friends with thomas black and he was posting all these pictures of sophie simmons <laughs> very sexy pictures I mean, pretty girl i mean goddamn look who her mother is right you know and um, she's still hot. Uh, this guy. He was like this kid. Just you could just tell total kissed her. He was all butt hurt and offended, and felt like Thomas was being a perv for putting up pictures of Sophie. Like, how dare you disrespect Gene Simmons? And I went after this guy. I'm like, are you fucking kidding? Gene's married so, to a Playboy model for fuck's sake. Her tits I, are all over B movies. Right, and, and yeah, I'm going, bro, I just said, dude, so are you trying to defend the honor of Gene Simmons' daughter? I'm like, dude, I find that so ironic. I said, do you know how many daughters Gene Simmons has despoiled? Like, what the fuck are you talking? Get the fuck out of here, dude. You, you know, like, you're the fucking guy, you're the guardian of Gene Simmons. Get the fuck out of here, you fucking kids star. It's fucking morons like that that give Kiss fans a bad name. Sophie's, Jesus Sophie Christ. is hot as fuck, and every picture yes. of her that's scantily clad and whatnot is her of age and older. Right, and and you know what? If she wants to show her fucking moneymaker letter, man, who the fuck are you? Please do. Yeah, it's not like Thomas was fucking... It's not like Thomas was getting these pictures like he hacked her phone and he's fucking post. You know, like, what the fuck, you fucking man? Man, I'll tell you what. It's no wonder people fucking make fun of Kiss fans. It really isn't because when you got weirdos. Oh, they they earn it. They do earn it, man. And I and and this is my gateway band for fuck's sake. Mm -hmm. I love Kiss, man. But let's get a grip here. You know, it's like, what the fuck, man? Like I. Every fan has their fanatics. Every- I know, but dude, man, the Kiss Tarts come out of the fucking 
I think the worst fandom is the religious fandoms. Oh, there you go. Oh, nice. Shots fired. Um, <laughs> there it is. I don't know, though, man. I'll, I'll tell you what. These fucking weirdo lefties are just as bad as any yeah. right-wing ultra-fucking hippo Christians you could find, man. They're, I mean, if them motherfuckers try to shut you down for religious reasons, these guys try to, you know, shut you down. Like, I mean, I'm sorry, but taking famous pictures of Mary Jane Watson, you know, the, 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 the female love interest of Spider-Man, and desexualizing her. Hey, morons. Chicks got boobs and tits, okay? They're chicks. Yeah, yeah. Get a fucking grip here. You fucking... You're, you're trying to fucking... Oh, we cannot tell them being too sexy. And to, get the fuck... Fucking weirdos. Get the fuck out of here. How the hell else are you going to get young males to buy comic books? Right, look, man, come <laughs> on. Right? But look, man, this is what pisses me off about it. It's like anybody. I don't give a fuck what group you're in. I'm going to say the same to you that what I've been saying to these fucking right-wing fucking hippo-Christian fuckheads, these brainwashed faggots, because that's what they are. And yeah, I said faggots, so deal with it, folks. Fucking uh, uh, trying to shut down, you know, hitting their bullhorns, telling me I can't, shouldn't go to this show and I should do that. You know what? You're just as bad. Like, fuck all y'all, man. If you don't like something, don't watch it. Yes. Don't listen to it. Don't fuck it. Don't suck it. Don't have anything to do with it. Ignore it. That's what I do when it's something I don't like. Well, I, I identify as, and, and Ben Shapiro gave me this, and it's great. I identify as ultra, super, duper, mega, mega. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I identify as? Mike Tyler, DJ Metal Mike. Nice. You either like me or you don't. I'm, you know... Yeah, I don't you know, care. What if, you if see you is can't... what you get. Go fuck yourself if you don't like yeah. me. I could give zero fucks. I'm going to sleep just fine. Watch. Okay, I Watch. don't care. Exactly. I don't care. I mean, don't get me wrong. I want to be liked. I like being liked. But if you don't like me, anybody out there who's got a problem with what I'm saying here, go suck a dick. Okay? You probably are good at it, too, you fucking pussies. Get the fuck out of here. Well, it's funny. You know, with me being in the South, I've had to learn a few things here to... Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm not like down here, and guess what? I fall asleep just fine every goddamn night. I don't care. So, yeah, Dave Ellis said, you know, he kind of fires shots across the bow, but he needs to get it out of, you know, get it off his chest. Sure. Um, we alluded to this a little bit in last episode, um, this whole Pantera reunion thing, and uh, Michael yes. Sweet has weighed, uh, weighed in on it.
I think it's a good thing. I, see, I don't see it as a bad thing either. That's what he thinks about Anselmo and Brown touring again under the Pantera name, Michael said. That's the question of the day. Because that's in the news right now. You go back a few months or over a year ago, Van Halen was the question of the day regarding that. How do you tour as Van Halen without Eddie? Here's the thing. It's real easy for all of us to give our opinions on that. And a lot of times those opinions aren't positive. They can be on the negative side. That being said, you got to take into account the guys that are still alive. They were just as big a part of those bands. In terms of fame and recognition, maybe not, but effort, hard work, time involved, absolutely. So that, to me, gives them the right to do it. But don't call it, I don't know about calling, uh, in the case of Van Halen, if you go out with Joe Satriani or someone else on bass, uh, Jason Newstead they talked about on bass, and it was Michael Anthony, and who knows who it may be if they do it. Don't call it Van Halen, but then again, Alex Van Halen is the drummer, and he holds a name. So that's a fine line. Um, Pantera, I do understand some people getting up in arms over being called Pantera when the Abbott brothers aren't involved. I mean, they pretty much were Pantera, just as Eddie, uh, Eddie was Van Halen, right? We can all agree on that. But again, who is Michael Sweet to say whether they should or shouldn't do that? This is our livelihood. This is what everybody does to pay their bills and what everyone does just out of the sheer love and the heart of doing it. You know, we love doing what we do. You know, I don't want to say it's our bread and butter. It's cliche, but it is bread and butter. I think they should do what they need to do, but as long as they are respectful in the process, when they start disrespecting it and doing it in a disrespectful way, that's when I'll step up. I'll be the first one to step up and say, wait a minute here, that's not right. I couldn't have said it better myself. I am telling you, man. It's it's hard to argue with anything he says in that article. Look, look, I, I went off on a tangent about this before, but fuck it, I'll do it again. Um, number one, uh, Zach and uh, Charlie, Charlie have both been quoted as saying this is more of a tribute to the Abbott brothers than anything else. And, and this is where I get it in a way. I do understand. I mean, personally, I wish they would call it, Pan, you know, like if they call the tour Pantera a tribute to the Abbott brothers or something, you know, something like that. But at the end of the day, that's, that's what I would Yeah. Well, they, or, or, or whatever. Like there's somebody even that, 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 that fucking put out the, um, at, um, oh, what was it? They said, um, I still disagree. Does Forder have any original members? Oh, that's true. You know, I don't care. It, it's the nature of bands these days. Well, we just can't help the fact these two guys are dead. Well, well look, it put, becomes a point in time. Well, we've all discussed this. I know Kane and I had this conversation more than once. Once your band makes it to the big time, it's no longer a band. It's a brand. Right. That's just the way it is, mm -hmm. man. Yeah. And uh, let's be honest. They can market it easier by calling it Pantera. Because you got a bunch of fucking idiots out there who aren't going to know. Oh, Pantera, they'll go see that, you know. Now, most people, I think, are going to realize, okay, yeah. But I think anybody with any common sense should realize this is a tribute to, to Dime and Vinny. It, and there's a whole generation of people who never got to see Pantera. Like me. Me. Like me. And, yeah, and uh, I'm telling you, they were one of the greatest live bands. The only thing I can maybe compare it to, and I don't even know because I'm only going by what people have told me who have seen the other band that I'm about to mention live is the original Van Halen. You know, like Pantera was one of the greatest fucking live bands I've ever seen. And I've seen a lot of fucking bands. Okay. I've seen right. a lot of concerts, seen a lot of shows. I've seen a lot of great shows. I've seen bands that even surprised me. I'm like, huh, oh, 
okay, I'm not the world's biggest fan, but man, they got a lot of energy, you yeah. know, like your Limp Biscuit there, Bush, when nice. I saw them at the Guys Fest. Still man. the best show you I've know? ever seen was Limp yeah. Biscuit. See, yeah, I, I'm not going to go that far, but I've seen a lot more shows than you, no disrespect, mm. you know. Um, but I will say this for him. They had a lot of energy, man. Dude, he jumped out of that giant toilet and he went out in the crowd and they fucking kicked ass. I got to give him credit. I'll give credit where credit is due, you know. And um, <coughs> I was impressed. I was like, damn, man. Fuck yeah. All right, guys, you know. So. The best shows I ever been to was Black Sabbath and Kiss, the reunion tour. There you go, oh, man. Oh, boy. The reunion tour is my favorite show only because that was my first concert in 96. But uh, Limp Biscuit is, is the best I've ever seen on stage. Family Values 99. And I was there to see fucking Run DMC. I was not there to see Limp Biscuit. Right. But no, I think Michael Sweet, he definitely hit the nail on the head, man. If they want to do it, fuck it. I mean, Rex and Rex and Phil, that's half the band. That's, that's, and they've got... That's Vinny better than Foreigner. Dimes families have approved of this. So people just... If you don't want to see it, don't go see it. Right. Don't go see it. And, and how is what they're doing going to negatively impact the legacy of Pantera? Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit, man. That's the most moronic shit I've ever heard. I'll say you this. You know, I'm sorry. No, I'll, I'll it say, doesn't. I'll say this. Zach is going to have to lay off his pinch harmonics. That's And I'm sure he will. That is not a dime bag thing. So as long as he's not doing pinch harmonics all over the place, I think it's going to be a stellar show. I don't show. think he will. Because here's the other thing. It's not like they're getting two fucking scrubs. They're right. getting guys who, number one, are more than capable of filling those shoes because of their talent. And they were best friends with the Abbott brothers. Yeah. You know, here's my question. I didn't bring this up last time. And, uh, Kane, maybe you can help me out, too. I'm a big Zach Wilde fan. I've never seen that motherfucker ever in his whole career of any video I've seen, live video. I've never seen him with a whammy bar. Dime used a whammy bar. Can he use a fucking whammy bar? Can he do those dives to get those squeals, or is he going to pinch harmonica? Uh, I don't think he uses a whammy bar, no. That's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, a lot of those, like, if you take the solo from, uh, like, say, this love, that's a lot of hitting the strings and fucking, there's a lot of dives going on in there. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's it's a good question, Bush. That's a good question. I don't. I'm not really. It, it'll be interesting to see how, what he does and how they do it. And maybe he will use a whammy Barbie. We don't know for sure what's going to happen. But again, I still think ultimately it's going to be a good thing. Oh yeah. Uh, Top players that, that view the uh, the whammy bar as a bad thing, like they they, they consider it kind of like I don't need that. Fuck that. I, I, I had a buddy, he actually gave me lessons, and that was his thing. He's like, fuck a whammy bar. You can hit the note and bend the neck. He's like, just do that. I'm like, but boy, this would be a whole lot easier. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, look, everybody has their their um, their forte and their, 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 their thing, you know. And Dimebag certainly had his. I mean, um, and he was one of those guys that, along with your Eddie Van Halens, along with, they changed the game. Like, when they did what they did, it was like, whoa. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, like, let's be honest, when Eddie came out with the first Van Halen album, nobody had ever heard anything like that. Believe me, I was there. I remember when your dad came, brought home that album. 
and played Eruption for me. I about shit myself. I never heard anything like that before. And now that's kind of become the norm. You know, like, there were so many other guitars. What? It was fucking groundbreaking, dude. Well, yeah, totally. And so was Pantera. I got news for people, man. Yes, Pantera was the same way. Yes, it was like, what the fuck? Whoa, you know, like, what is this? This is cool. This is different. But yet, I mean, they were thrashy, but they were different, man. It was... It was cool, man. See, what, what I think makes Dime so special, and, and I'll be honest here, I'm not a huge Pantera fan, although I can't think of a Pantera song that I hate, and I've got their whole discography, and I've heard it all, but I don't go to them a lot. You know, i got to be kind of in that mood. It's like, okay, I want something, you know, you know kick you in the dick kind of Texas metal. Then I'll go to Pantera. <laughs> but when Dime Good came description, out, by the way. Well, kick you in the dick Texas metal. <laughs> yeah, that's all that is, man. He had a very unique style, Dime did, because he incorporated the 80s virtuosity mm -hmm. with that brown sound, although he wasn't brown at all. He had, he had amazing technique. And I just, mm -hmm. now that I'm starting to think about it, I'm like, fuck, can Zach pull that off? Because we know Zach's amazing. <laughs> but is Zach just fast? I'm going to have to go back to that Book of Shadows and listen to that again to see if he's that good. I, I think he is. I, I've seen Zach live several times. That's incredible. I've seen him with Ozzy. I've seen him with Black Label. I've seen him do Zach Sabbath. I'm here to tell you, I think he'll be fine. And Charlie Benante is one of the best fucking drummers out there. That oh, guy's yeah. incredible, too. So I think it's going to be all right, folks, man. And you know what? I'll, I guarantee you, most of these motherfuckers that are bitching and whining, at the end of the day... They'll go see it. I'm willing to bet fucking money. I'm willing to bet money. I'm calling yeah, because it it's not just Phil or whatever that band is doing Pantera songs. Now you got Phil and Rex. So you, you have at least half the band. Exactly. And you have and, and, more than qualified musicians filling in on the other parts. And look, I'm going to say something here that might be a little controversial. And I don't mean any disrespect to the Abbott Brothers. Because I love Diamond Vinny, okay? As much as anybody. But i got to be honest with you, man. Anybody who doesn't realize that Phil had the impact that Phil Ensemble had on Pantera cannot be overstated. You know, like, I'm sorry, man. You know, like, he was a huge, huge part of that band. He was a huge, huge fucking part of that band. <coughs> Phil Ensemble, man, like, you listen to Pantera before Phil joined. Then you listen to him when he, even Power Metal was fucking. I mean, it was a different kind. Of, I mean, he he did affect that band tremendously. Oh, he did what, you know? I mean, write some of the songs, man. Yeah. yeah, like Mouth for War. That riff is his. But like he said, now Dime took that riff and fuck it, made it a hundred times better than it already was. He goes, I remember the first time he played it. I just looked at him and said, Tear it up, big boy. Because <laughs> you know, I mean, Dime was a great. I mean, like he even said the first time he rehearsed with Pantera. He's like, these guys were so fucking awesome. They were the best musicians I ever played with, and they could absolutely play any goddamn thing, any style of music you wanted them to play. You know? Yeah, I'm, but Phil was a huge part of that band, too. And, you know, Rex don't get enough credit. He's the guy, he's kind of the unsung hero of Pantera. That band was a fucking monster band. They were fucking amazing. I know what I'm talking about. I've seen them live five times. They blew me away every fucking time. That's awesome. I never got to see them. I mean, they're one of... 
and, 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 and another thing, I'm going to say this right here. They were, like it or not, because I've noticed in the last few years, it seems like Pantera's all of a sudden gotten a lot of detractors. Now, granted, I understand we didn't have the internet back then, but ba I'm just saying, back in the day, I never heard any metalheads say anything negative about Pantera. Okay? Ever. Now, all of a sudden, it's like the, the, the cool fucking, you know, yeah, you know, all to... to and, and even younger metalheads who are into thrash metal, who I've talked to, they'll kind of try to dis try to disparage their accomplishments. Well, you know, you had black metal going on at the same time, and you had the Tampa Bay, you know, death metal scene. Hey, look, guys, I like that stuff, too, and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, or, 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 well, they're not true thrash. When did Pantera ever say they were a true thrash? I mean... They invented their own goddamn subgenre of metal, motherfuckers, yeah. and they weren't the premier metal band of the '90s. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, granted, I like some of that death metal stuff too. I even like Entombed and some of that Swedish stuff. I like the um, Gothenburg thrash metal from the late '90s. I like a lot of different stuff, and that shit was great and it was groundbreaking too. But my God, man, Pantera—they were the premier metal because Metallica. Far as I'm concerned, they didn't even fucking fight for it. They just vacated it, and Pantera came along and fucking took that motherfucker and ran with it. I don't give a fuck. All you Metallica tards can get mad at me if you fucking want, but guess what? Fact is fact. While Metallica's putting out Load and Reload, which was that right? It was a load, all right, a load of fucking shit. Pantera was kicking everybody's ass. And here's another thing. This was a band that got heavier as they got along. But were successful doing it. Like, Skid Row got heavier as they went along, but the record sales declined. Pantera did what they did and kept selling records and kept packing arenas and sheds. They were a phenomenon. They were like, I don't know, man. It was just, and they were one of those bands that seemed to appeal to a lot of different hard rock and metal fans. You know what I mean? The thrash metal guys liked them. Everybody liked them. Yeah. Even the glam metal guys, yeah. the traditional heavy metal guys liked and, them. And I they, got I got into them, uh, oddly enough, Cowboys is my favorite album. Uh, but I heard that later. I got yeah. into them with uh, Vulgar Display, which, I mean, if you're going to get into Pantera, that's the time to get into Pantera. Right. But it was this love. That's the one that got me. Because I'm like, okay, this is dark. This is melancholy. Oh, my God, why is he so angry? Fuck this whore. <laughs> you know? But I love that song. Oh, I know? do too, man. It's, it, it's great. Then I, of course, got into walks. So I started seeing that on MTV. And, but, man, there's, they're a great band, and I'm sure. There's not a doubt in my mind that it's going to be a good show. And if they come around here, they're going to have to come close. But if they come around here, I'm going to go try to see them. Oh, I'm going to go. I'm, if they come around here, and I'm sure they will, um, I'm going to go. I've got so many friends who want to go. Kane wants to go. He's never seen Pantera, much like you. So, you know, it was one of those things. I feel kind of bad that I never took him. I always intended to. I took him to quite a few shows when he was a little guy, but for whatever reason, I never took him to Pantera. It just didn't happen, you know. Um, I was kind of hoping that, because I took him to, I think, one or two Ozfest, and I... Kane, how many Ozfest did you go to? One. One. 99. That was the one Sabbath. The the real, I mean, because yeah, 97, uh, Mike Borden filled on drums, but that was the, the original, which that was a great concert, too, man. Uh, he also played several Ozzy tracks, too, like several solo stuff. Yeah. 
He didn't just play Black Sabbath. He played Crazy Train. Well, he well, that's because he did a double. He did a double header. He did Ozzy stuff with Zach and them, and then came back out with Sabbath. Remember? Now I remember. Yeah, yeah. And he did that in '97 too. Like Ozzy did two sets. He did one as his own band, then came out with Black Sabbath. Nice. It's fucking awesome. Nice. It was. I got to see Paranoid Live, man. It was incredible. That's fucking amazing. I've never. Did you see that? I seen a. Uh, Tony and Ozzy just made an appearance at some Birmingham sporting event, man. They yeah, closed it. I couldn't Apparently, hear it very well. Um, but I thought Ozzy sounded pretty good, man. Somebody fucking, uh, I think it's backing tracks. Well, do you have any proof of that, dude? You can think what you want. I don't know. It looked to me like he was singing for real. Maybe he was using backing tracks. I'm not. But it's like, you always got to have somebody fucking say something negative, man. I was like, fuck it. Ozzy fucking rules. I don't give a fuck, man. Oh, yeah. Fuck off. Tracks. Who gives a shit? He's, well, how old is the guy now? I mean, for fuck's sake. Yeah. And if he is doing it, at least he's probably being honest about it. I mean, I think what more people criticize Paul Stanley is the fact that they lie. it's obvious they're doing it, and they want to act like they're not. Yeah. It's like, okay, guys. Well, here's the thing yeah. about Ozzy. I'm always going to love Ozzy. Um, I remember uh, my stepdad, when my mom and dad got divorced, it was my mom's second husband, uh, that's why I never want to get married again because I know it'll fail. My mom was married three times. My dad was married three times. Uh, my sister's on her third. <laughs> I just, Jesus I'm, Christ. I'm just, I don't get it. I'm not I, even I, going okay. to do this second. Marriage is a fucking farce these days, really. It's, I don't even know why bo- people bother. It, it's a lot of work, and if both people aren't committed to, to the work, it's, it's well, not. I'm committed. It's not going to work. <laughs> but um, what what I'm my. Really uh, say that again? I'm really. Sure. Yeah, you really were, weren't you? <laughs> Go ahead, Bush. Um, my stepdad used to say Elvis was the king of rock and roll. Ozzy is the king of metal. Halford is the metal god. Yep. You know what I mean? But he always gave Ozzy that crown. That's the king yeah. of metal. And and Iomi's the master of metal riffs. Oh yeah. Yeah, every so, riff that's ever been written has been written, been written by Tony Iommi. The rest of them are just variations thereof. Yeah, who was it that Rob Zombie said that? He goes, you might speed it up, you might slow it down, you might play it sideways, but they wrote every great riff ever written. Oh, damn, here I was thinking I had an original thought. It was Zombie. No, fuck. No. no, but you know what? You're, hey, great minds think alike. Right, yeah, yeah. Here's hoping the Monsters movie's good. I'm really looking forward to it. Sad news in, in the world. Um, it's not the rock world. It's not the metal world. It's the pop world.
Man, this one, this one got me. Olivia Newton-John, 73 years old, passed away at home, surrounded by loved ones, after a decades-long battle with cancer. Man, this this got me. And I'm, and I'm not just a guy that knows. Ooh, I know Greece. And oh, I, I remember physical. Even though I do remember physical, I remember watching Xanadu, and I love mm-hmm. that song with fucking with ELO. It's ELO doing the music on that motherfucker. Dude, it was such a great movie. She was such a sweetheart. I mean, she was smoking. Was she put on those fucking tight damn pants? Oh, yeah. And she didn't even have she the greatest a- ass, but boy, it was a good ass in Greece. Oh, look, she was a little doll. She was and had the voice of an angel. Absolutely. Hopelessly devoted I, to you. I don't care who you are, man. I don't care how big your balls are and how low your dick swings. You hear that yep. song, you can't help but be happy. It's such a... Such a emotional, heartfelt, great tune. Man, she she was so great. It's sad because you know she had been fighting this. She made her appearance, uh, you know, several years ago with John Travolta, where they were doing "You're the One That I Want" on stage. Th- this one hit me, man. Now, what do you guys yeah. think about this Olivia Newton-John thing? I'm gonna let Kane go first. I'm gonna tell you to shut the fuck yeah. up, Mike. <laughs> Damn, all right, man. Go ahead, Kane. All right, what's the question? Oh, what the fuck, man? I did all that shitting on your uncle. <laughs> Olivia Newton-John, a uh, 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 fan, not a fan? Olivia Newton-John, well, uh, I don't know too much about her, to be perfectly honest with you, man. Uh, I watched Grease when I was a kid, like when I was a little kid, so I, I really don't know much about her. Well, you just ruined this whole segment, you fuckhead. Metal Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, man, he's of a different generation, bro. Well, yeah, um, five guys. I'm 35. Oh shit. Uh, um, all right, all son. Right. All right, man. Um, <laughs> it hit me, man. I mean, I because I got home. I because I, I, she died yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah. Yesterday, I got up to go to work, and and my phone oh, news shit always comes up on my phone, and boom, you know. And I was like, oh, I just because she was. Right there with Carrie Fisher, man. She was one of, and Nichelle Nichols from Star Trek, who we also recently lost. Yeah. She's one of my childhood crushes, man. You know, like she was just so pretty and 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 What's elegant, that? like just not sexy, but like in um, she was the girl next door sexy. Yeah, she wasn't like fucking. Ooh, you know, like... Uh, I don't know, that sure physical sure. video, she was... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, don't get me wrong. She, <laughs> she gave me a tickle in my pickle, even at gun age, man. But at the end of the day, man, it was it was just like... And from by all accounts, by people who knew her, who worked with her, just the sweetest lady you'd ever want to meet. Like, she was really cool to her fans, very down-to-earth. 
I mean, dude, they, they, they the Queen of England knighted her. She's she's a dame, which you know, men yes. are sirs. Sir, she's yes. dame Olivia Newton John. Like, yes. she's a big deal. Special. I'm sure Australia's really feeling it. Maybe she was one of, along with the Bee Gees and ACDC, probably one of their greatest exports. Musical yeah. exports, man. You know, so. Um, yeah, it's really sad. It's sad to know that she suffered as much as she did toward the end. Um, fuck cancer, fuck it up its ass. Um, yeah, it's it, it and I and I just po- I don't know if you saw it, but I posted on the plug Facebook group too. Um, Rival Sons a couple of years ago did a, an acoustical version of Hopelessly Devoted to You and fucking killed it. Mark Alden Taylor sent it to me. I'm like, oh my god, dude, I'm posting this right now. Yeah, he now. said it to me. I didn't listen to it. I'm like, I don't even oh, I don't know who they bushy. are. Um, you'd like them. They're kind of like a tra- they're they're a newer band, traditional hard rock, heavy metal. They're cool. Cool. I got your stuff. I can send it to you. Yeah. But they kill it. They fucking kill this song, man. Which that's a beautiful song anyway. Dude, he's got to be able to hit some notes. He does. I'm telling you, you got to watch it. Cause I watch it. No, bro, bro. Dude, <laughs> that shit's so good. Trust me, because I was like, well, I knew the guy was a good vocalist, but I was like, holy fuck. But it's kind of like when Death Angel did their own version of Under Pressure by David Bowie and Queen and absolutely killed it. And really, it wasn't the whole band. It was just um, uh, Marcus Segwa, the lead vocalist. And Rob Cavastani, the, the lead guitarist of Death Angel, they did their own acoustical version of Under Pressure and fucking kill it. Oh, I'm going to have to hear so, that because I don't believe you. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Song's fucking perfect. Well, it's, it's, they do, dude, you're going to be surprised because you're not even going to believe it's Death Angel. I played it for Bildo and he about shit. He's like, that's Death Angel? I'm like, yeah, dude, that's fucking Death Angel. I'll have to check that out. Let me write that down. Death Angel fucking up. And the video's cool, pressure. too. You know, fucking up. Fuck you. <laughs> Death Angel rule. Death Angel fucks up. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Under well, pressure. sorry they can't be as fucking cool as fucking Limp Biscuit and their fucking covers. I know, right? <laughs> Faith rules. Actually, I did like their version of Faith. It's better than the original. Because that song's fucking... Whoa, whoa, well. slow down there, sugar tits. Fucking Faith is a great tune. No, it's not. I'm a big George, George Michael, Michael fan. Oh, God. God. You really do like Dick, don't you, Bush? Fuck. Sometimes. God. Sometimes. <laughs> Look at you. Shut up, Mike. Big I got, bully. I got, I got to be tripping, but whatever. <laughs> Anyway, I think, uh, Bushy, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised, man. I mean, at first, that's like <coughs> Angel Under Pressure, but they do it. It's legit. It, it, they don't thrash it out or anything like that. It was just them. And they wrote it during the um, pandemic. They did it. They they recorded it. It's a video, too. It's just them oh, in the studio okay. with some footage and shit of everything fucked up that was going on in the world at the time. It's a great video, too. I think you'll like it. I'll be... I'll be shocked if you. I'll don't. definitely I, check I, it out. You're kind of a contrarian fuck, though. So yeah. go ahead. Yeah, I say stuff just to piss you off. I think you yes. do. <laughs> but I heard you think oh when oh you eight one two's better than women and children first. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. I gotta tell you, Bush. I love you, man. But what the fuck is you putting Elder in in in, in, in second spot of your favorite Kiss albums? What the fuck? Yeah, number two, not no. top ten. Not hey, I really like yeah. the elder. Even even Baco <laughs> gave you shit when you were like, oh, you I like the elder. elder. Yeah, he likes the elder, but even he was like, what the fuck? It wouldn't even be in my top ten. Wait, what? 
the fucking yeah. album. It's great, and I'll tell you why I love it so much. Because it's opposite of everything they ever did. It's such a good song. I like the ethereal feel of some of the stuff. I know a lot of people bitch about Just a Boy. I think it's one of the greatest songs Kiss ever did. Under the Rose is amazing. Ugh. Dark Light, man, I love that fucking I like album. Under the Rose. Under the Rose is great. Dark Light has a great solo. World's Out Heroes is a good tune. Prefer the unplugged version. There's some good moments. Look, when I listen to The Elder, I'm like, okay, guys, I see what you were trying to do. If, I've said this more than once, and I yeah, still stand I, by I don't it. care. It's 2022. I don't care about the right Kiss album at the time. Listen to it today. No, 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 appreciate it for what I'm it just, is. I'm, okay, whatever. Appreciate <laughs> it? No, I'm not. Because there's some fucking misses on that fucking record. It's not Honestly, unmasked. Let's like, calm down. I am just a boy is fucking... Amazing. No, it's just... Amazing. It's no, hard. it's not, dude. It's fucking amazingly horrible, amazingly bad, amazingly what the fuck is this shit? I'm just, I just think, yeah, oh my god. Boy. But I'm no hero. You know, I, I mean, this is, this is a goddamn album that made Ace Fraley say, fuck this shit. Fuck that record. I know, and then he puts out Dolls. Shut up. Oh, one fucking song. The rest of the album rocks. I'll take fucking, I'll take goddamn Fraley's comment over fucking The Elder any day of the week and twice on fucking Sunday. Let me man. tell you what, Dolls is like probably my number two favorite song on that record. I, I'm not surprised. <laughs> oh, God. Rest in peace, Olivia Newton-John. I don't know how to fuck yes, you with yes. down the goddamn. But anyway, if you get a chance again. to check out the rival sons uh, cover, they do a great job, man. No, I was blown away. Right, I was yeah, like, wow. Rival sons. Kind of it jumps right into the kiss vortex. It, dude, it happens all the time. We try to avoid it. It's inevitable. Yeah, the kiss and the Metallica vortex is going to happen every fucking time, man. Yep, for it just real. Happens. Hopefully devoted to you. Let me write that down. I do want to listen Rival to Rival Sons. Yeah, I wrote down well, Rival Sons. Uh, didn't Mark send it to you? No, he messaged it to me on YouTube. I'll check it out. Click on it. It'll take you to YouTube. Yeah, yeah. It's real, real easy, dude. It's called the internet. Go ahead. Well, the reason we have Kane here, I, and I know he's hard to hear. Uh, man, I wish he could get those levels up. Um, and I'm trying. Oh, see. So you sounded great there. That's, that's it. Put your mouth on the mic like you're sucking dick. <laughs> you're used to it you could do it <laughs> uh kane's a big gamer i'm yeah. i'm i'm a I, casual I, I, gamer so uh, yeah like you know yeah we play yeah, games fine. once in a while but metal mike and i grew up when video games were invented and uh go ahead no say it again because i cut you out Exactly, man. You guys are like the originators, man. You guys fucking, you know, you, you were the beginning. Yeah, we, we've been there through all of it. And uh, he wanted to have you on. He's been wanting to have you on, man. And, uh, man, we're, we're going to sit here. We're going to run down our top five video games all time, which is bullshit. This is hard <laughs> because <laughs> I, 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 I don't think of myself as a gamer. But as I started doing this list, and I don't have a whole lot of honorable mentions written down because like right away I went down my top five. I'm like, yeah, these are the ones. And then I'm like, wait, I forgot about this. So I had to take one out. And then, oh my God, I forgot about this. And yeah. I, you know, I had to take one out. And... But it's what, you know, 
I, I think this would be a lot of fun for all our nerd fucking listeners. Um, Kane, you being a young guy, uh, when did you start playing games, and uh, what was your first system? Oh, okay. That's a great. That's a great question. Um, well, that's why I, I do what I do. My first system was the Super Nintendo, and I started playing video games when I was around seven, eight years old. So, like Goldeneye. No, no, that's that's the uh, 60, Nintendo 64, bro. I'm talking about Super Nintendo. I don't know. I hated Nintendo. I had the first one. I didn't get any more. Really, you suck, dude. No, I went to the Sega Genesis where the big boys play. Oh, shots fired. They all take Genesis too. I'm systems as well. All right. Well, what was the first game you played on the Super Nintendo? The first game I ever played on the Super Nintendo was Micro Machines. It's not my all-time favorite game, but... God, I hope not. I played, yeah. Okay, well, that's fair. That's cool. I don't I don't even remember, remember that game. Well, if I can interject I remember a the toys. Because I can give a little bit about, more about Kane's background, obviously, because I was there. His father was a gamer, okay? And he had not just the Super Nintendo, but he had a Sega Genesis. He had, at that point in time... You know, your parents had all that shit. So it's in his DNA, really. I mean, technically speaking. Sure. And that's why he's got fond memories of both systems, you know. Where I was, I, I loved, liked Nintendo, but I was more of a Sega dude myself. What, yeah, what I, thing? Love, I love the Sega Genesis. It's got so many great fucking games on it. Oh, yeah. So many incredible games. I remember yes. stupid shit like... Uh, I want to say, and don't hold me to it, but I want to say Sonic was a Sega game. It was. I want to say Echo the Dolphin. Yep, that's a Sega game. God, what a horrible game. I played for hours. It was like E.T. on the Atari. I didn't fucking understand it, but I played it for hours. (laughs) (laughs) But I got it because I like the graphics better than the uh, SNES. Um, It's kind of like when the uh, Sega came out with a handheld. And then Nintendo came out with a Game Boy. It's like, okay, I'll go play Tetris. How the fuck did I forget about Tetris? Not even on my list. And, oh, Dr. Mario. Holy fuck, I'm forgetting all this. See, this, this is why I hate this shit. Because all this stuff comes flooding back into my goddamn head. I know, I know, I know. But I hated the Game Boy because it was black and white or, you know, yellow and green, whatever those two fucking colors were. And the Sega yeah. handheld was color. Yeah, but there's a big problem with the Sega handheld. The Game Gear, uh, the battery life in that motherfucker was abysmal. You could only play for like three or four hours, and the thing would die on you, and it took like six AA batteries. Three or four hours? You know there's pussy out there too, right? (laughs) Oh, shots fired. Yes, I know that. Yes. (laughs) Metal Mike, games. First system, what'd you get started? Um... Fuck, man. Well, my earliest memories of video games, um, honestly, was arcade games. Um, I rem- I remember also the Atari 2600, of sure. course. I mean, I remember Pong. Even though Pong was actually a little bit before my time, I mean, I was a little guy, when, like, little when that came out. But my early, obvi- probably Space Invaders was the first game. I remember playing and playing like for fucking hours. Um, 
And of course, you know that we had this. Uh, there was a couple of. We had a little milk store where I lived. I lived in a rural area called Meadowbrook. Um, well, Kane lives there now, and uh, and right up the road, a few blocks, was a little milk store, the, the Meadowbrook Dairy Store, and they would have video games there, and um, you know, so I'd play video games there, you know, and, and they would switch it out every once in a while. And then there was an arcade in Mithalto called Rocky J's, which I went to. Also, there was Ziggy Roller Brink. So I would play shit like Pole Position and Tempest and all those classic Atari sure. arcade games, you know, uh, fucking Donkey Kong and Pac-Man, all the, all the greats. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my dad eventually, a few years later, got the Atari 5200, which was really exciting at the time because you had video you finally had home video games that were of the arcade level like pac-man looked just like pac-man on the arcade the atari 2600 pac-man looked fucking like dog shit man a lot of the 2600 versions of those games were inferior because they weren't well they were 8-bit yeah the story behind that yeah go ahead kane yeah the reason why the atari 2600 version of pac-man sucks so much is because they gave the guy two months to make it so he came out with a, uh, in two weeks, he came out with a prototype. And they're like, well, this is great. We're just going to release it like this. And he was probably like, no way. <laughs> it's not done yet. <laughs> this, is just a, this is just a rough draft. <laughs> well, that's a, ultimately that's what ended up becoming Atari's downfall, though, because what ended up happening is it was quantity over quality, and then eventually it just, the balloon popped. And, yeah. you know, that's... That's all she wrote. But I love, I love the Atari. It was a great system. But it was. They were putting out games. Like Shitty they, games, dude. They, they were, were just like... Well, hold on. Let me finish. Go ahead. They were selling more games than they actually had consoles out in the wild. That's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Like, why would you do well, that? Well, correct me if I'm wrong, Kane, but isn't that why Nintendo had that whole seal of approval thing or whatever? It's because they didn't want history to repeat itself. You know, because Atari would just let anybody make games for their system, no matter what. And Nintendo was like, hold on now. You know, trying to catch out fucking kind of video game and shit. Now, who who was Konami? They did a lot of games back in the 80s. Yeah, that was the NES. That was the original. Look, I know a couple things. I'm just not, I'm not super into the culture, but I've, I've grown up with them. I'm not. I'm not gonna like you know give you shit. <laughs> well, well, I hope not. Jesus, I'll have to kick you off the fucking feet. <laughs> um, with me, uh, games really started hanging out with my dad. You know, we'd get away from my mom and sister when we were stationed in Germany, and uh, he'd want to go play pinball. So we play pinball. Pinball's fun. And then the uh, twenty six hundred came out, and. We got that, and man, it, my mom was all about it. My mom and I played more games together than my dad. My dad didn't give a damn about video games until the day he passed away. He called them vidiot games because he said you just sit there doing this, uh, you know, looking like <laughs> looking like well, a mental you, patient with what, too many drugs, you know. What do you look like when you watch TV? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, and I, there's actually pictures of him looking that way you know toward those well, later it's days well funny I mean that's one of the reasons why they called the TV back in, the, in my mom's day the boob tube because it would be like uh, you know yeah, exactly. yeah, it's funny um, go ahead Bush but me and mom we, we played a lot of Donkey Kong and Pac-Man 
that, that was kind of our thing. And then I remember playing a role-playing game called The Bard's Tale. And I'm sure nobody fucking remembers. You know, it's funny. I don't remember that game. I have no idea what the hell that is. Uh, do you? Nope. Did you ever read a Choose Your Own Adventure book, Kane? Yeah. Yes, I am. Same idea. Same idea? Same okay. idea. You know, you move your little guy into the next room. And you get options. <laughs> Make a choice, and then you know you might have to fight a couple guys, and then move on again. Same idea. Yar's Revenge was always one of my favorites, which I actually pulled off the list because something else had to go in. What's that? I have heard of that. Oh, Yar's Revenge is great. I liked yeah. it because I'm a big fan of the movie Crow, and always thought that the thing coming at you was a glade. And you're a bug trying to chew off all this fucking... You're trying to defeat this fortress, and the Glade's trying to kill you. And you had to avoid that to go back there and keep eating off all that damn... The wall. And once you ate the wall, you went to the next level. Silly thing. Yeah, I, I've been in the game business for a long time. I, I don't spend a lot of time on them anymore. I'm not going to lie. Uh, these days, when I get on my PlayStation, if it's not to watch TV, I tend to go to... Call of Duty uh, World War Two to go online and play Team Deathmatch just because I like to talk shit to people. There's a game that I think you'd be really into, into if you ever give it a shot. And it's on PlayStation 4. You can buy it easily. It's called Doom. Do yourself a favor and get Doom. Is it like Unreal Tournament? Yeah! It's, it's incredible. You get to play as a demon and you can run around and kill people and also, you can play it as the Marines, and you can go and kill demons. You see what I mean? Do you know how gay I feel even listening to this? <laughs> hey, gay. Doom is fucking not gay. Doom I, is like the opposite of gay. I don't know. I saw the Rock movie. The movie sucked. The movie sucked. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It was a joke. Jesus. Surprised uh, you don't like it, though. You like things that suck. <laughs> Yeah, especially if they have, like, at least a C cup and <laughs> blonde hair. Well, yeah. Bush, hey, I love a video game where you run around and dance and, and tutu and say, I am just a boy. Yes, I would play that. In fact, I played Kiss Pinball on the PlayStation. Oh, my God. <laughs> you really are Kiss Tard, Bush. All right, anyway. Close. I know you're not, though. Uh, close, but not crazy. So, yeah, we're going to go down our top five video games. Uh, starting with number five, we're going to let the guest of honor go. Your number five and why? Okay, my number one. All number time. No, number no, five. No, no, no. Five from. We're counting backwards, buddy. You're, you're top if, five. If you blow five, your load now, we got to kick you off. Go <laughs> <laughs> right, well, backwards, bro. Go backwards. If I had to pick, it would probably be Star Fox 64 would be my number five. And one of the main reasons is I played the living shit out of that game. I played the fuck out of it. It's a lot of fun. You, you know, it's the best Star Fox game ever fucking made. I've never even heard of it. You're going to have to help us out here. Okay, well, it's a, it's a game where you're, you're a fighter and you run around 
and you shoot other fighters. It's 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 like a it's like a flying simulation game, kind of bushy. It's like you know you got these characters that are anamorphic. You know, a fox, Star Fox. There's like a Pepper's a dog, and they fly around these spaceships. And oh, okay. It's a pretty fun game. Very very three dimensional. Very um, ahead of its time and cutting edge. As far as I mean, you can say what you want about Nintendo, but as far as innovation, like they're the ones that revolutionized the controller. Not just once, but twice. The analog controllers that we play on our Xboxes and Sony, Nintendo created that. It's, you know, you, yeah, dude, you can roll your fucking eyes and stick your tongue out all you want. I'm not even a Nintendo fanboy, but the truth is the fucking truth, dude. When it comes to the technology and they pushing created, shit, they created the D-pad. Yeah, they created yeah. all that. Oh, you know, the D-pad that you use? Yeah, the, yeah, the up, up, down, left, And the right, N64 yeah. was the first fucking system that had, had analog controllers. Before that, you had a joystick. So, <laughs> I like the joystick of one button. Boy, shit was easier then. <laughs> was it really, though? Because here's the problem I had with the joystick sometimes, man. And I'm talking the Atari 2600. That thing's like... <laughs> you, you almost give yourself a goddamn seizure fucking moving the motherfucker. And then you get the 5200 where their joysticks were real soft. and But you're so used to doing this shit that you ended up breaking your fucking controller. But that's yeah. a whole other oh, rant. I used to be able to just use the web between my thumb and forefinger here. That's all I had to use with the Atari. No, you had plenty of practice, though, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just looking at pictures of you, brother. <laughs> I know you were, because I'm, I'm a sexy motherfucker. Star Fox 55, man. Uh, 64. I, I, 64. Bushy's the master of two-handed. Star, Star Fox 64, right? Oh, King? so I'm assuming that's for the Nintendo 64? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've never heard of it. I never had a 64. I would play it in the barracks... Um, with other soldiers, because we would play Goldeneye. I love that game. Because I remember Goldeneye, which I think is the precursor to every online call. You goddamn right it is. It's it first person point of view shooter. It and Doom are the ones that started that shit. Fair enough. Fair enough. Metal Mike, your number five. Uh, my number five. I kind of struggled with this, so I, I decided to make one a um honorable mention my number five is elder scrolls skyrim um i just love that game it it's very immersive it's got everything man for one you can pick your own character if you want to be a troll or an orc or a fucking elf or whatever the fuck it's a total fantasy game um dragons and you're fucking fighting all these monsters and shit and it's 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 kind of I, I i guess it's a role-playing game technically it sounds it, like dungeons and dragons it but it's amazing. It is amazing. The world building, it's very immersive. And I kind of nickname it Skycrack because it's addictive. You start yeah. playing this game, and before you know it, man, and I shit you not, before you know it, you know what I'm talking about here, King. Yes, I do, yeah. You're like fucking, it's like you, you start, say, like 2 in the afternoon, and next thing you know, it's like 6 o'clock in the morning. The next day, you're like... What the fuck just happened, man? Like it's like you go through this time warp. It's that fucking like it's an amazing game. I like the other Elder Scroll games before it as well, but Skyrim just took it on a next level. It's made me really wait, um, really look forward to the next 
uh, Elder Scrolls game. I'm really excited to see what Bethesda's got in store for us, especially now that Microsoft owns them. Um, yes, I'm very, 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 very interested and seeing where they take it from. But yeah, just all the world building is going to be amazing, I think. I, I hope so, man. I don't know. It seems to me, and I know you you and I have talked about this before, buddy. I, I The video game industry right now, it's kind of it's kind of like the comic, the American comic book industry. I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen, man. You know, like it's... I hear you. It's kind of on shaky ground, you know, so I'm hoping... That's what really disappointed me. Like, ever really, like, truly disappointed me. No, I know. They have not. They have not. And now that they got Microsoft backing them up, yeah. it's probably going to be even better. But, yeah, I think Skyrim, like I said, my nickname for it is Skycrack. You, you, you start playing that game at 2 in the afternoon, next thing you know, it's like 7 o'clock in the morning. You're like, what the fuck just happened, man? It's, to it, it's totally immersive. It's a great fucking game. But it's one of those ones where it's like, all right, I got to I got to When I play that game, it's like, all right. Don't make any fucking plans for a few days. Like this is total veg out type video. So, game. so I got a question for you because it sounds, yeah. you know, like like I said, Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and yeah, I'm the nerd that actually used to play that. Uh, yeah. In the video game front, I I've never played any of the Skyrim, Elder Scrolls. I don't I don't know anything about it. W would you be able to compare it to say Final Fantasy? No. No. No, it's not like Final Fantasy at all. Final Fantasy is a turn-based action RPG. Uh, <laughs> this motherfucker is a turn-based action RPG. <laughs> He's a gamer, dude. Absolutely. Well, it's a little different. Just shut the fuck up and let Professor Kane school you. Yes. Go ahead. Right. Final Fantasy is a JRPG, which means it's uh, there's a lot of fucking numbers involved. Well, uh, well, Skyrim's more of a Western RPG. It's it's a it's an American Westernized fucking RPG, and they they get their rules mostly from Dungeons and Dragons. It's okay. very much like Dungeons and Dragons, Pushy. Okay. I think you'd love it. Yeah, I probably it's would very, love it then. It's very it's very similar to like the only thing I can compare it to is Dungeons and Dragons, or to like I've movies or books, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the it's Rings. that. Okay. It's that involved. It's that. See, isn't it? And, he, and here's what's weird: is I loved Final Fantasy VII. It's uh, one of my honorable mentions. I was a big Sephiroth guy. I, I loved that fucking game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, see, I got a little bit of nerd in me, Kane. Look. <laughs> oh, <look. laughs> oh, all right. All right. Mr. Just a boy, you got lots of nerd. Hey, you me. blow me. <laughs> my my I number five. I. Yeah, yeah, sing for me, baby. Now you could blow me. <laughs> <laughs> I told you he liked the gay humor, Kane. Go ahead. Uh, my number five is very predictable, if you ask me. It's a Sega Genesis game. I don't remember it on any other console. It's the game that changed the fighting game genre. I was a huge Raiden fan, uh, but I could use fucking Liu Kang. I could use Johnny Cage. I could use Mortal Goro. Kombat. I'm a big Mortal Kombat fan, man. I love that cool. game. I bought. You know the first. I bought okay. my Sega handheld. What 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 was it called? Game Gear. Game right. Gear. Game. I bought it just Game so Game. that while I was in AIT in 1993, stationed at Fort Sam Houston, Texas, <laughs> I could sit in my bunk at night and play some Mortal Kombat. 
I, I, I love that fucking game. I had all the finishes down. I get really bad because I bought the latest fucking uh, Mortal Kombat. <coughs> Excuse me. And Liu Kang's moves are not the fucking same. Raiden's moves are not the same. I should be able to go back, back, forward and fucking fly against you. And they've just changed all the buttons. And I'm very, very old. But I love that original Mortal Kombat game. That game was a lot of fun. And you know where I first played Mortal Kombat? At the mall with my best friend, Brian Honaker, Big B, at an arcade. Nice. So, arcade, yeah, believe it or not, Mortal Kombat was an arcade game before it was a home video game. Um, Nintendo and Sega just, yeah. And here was the thing at the time, there was some controversy because one of my complaints about Nintendo, and Kane knows this, is, is the fact that they'll try to, saw, like, Sega had the blood and the gore. Fucking Nintendo, uh, Super Nintendo did not. They didn't have the blood. They didn't have any of that shit because Honaker had it. Sega did not have the blood. You had to put in a code. No, you're wrong, dude. No, he didn't, man. Brian, literally, Brian what? had. He had both systems, and he bought the one on Nintendo first, and was pissed because it didn't have the blood. He took it back. I was with him. We got the fucking Mortal Kombat with blood. For Sega, he just popped that motherfucker in. I don't remember him ever putting any code in, kid. I could be wrong about that. But I, I don't vaguely remember code. having to put codes in. Vaguely. You had to put in a blood code. You had to put in a blood yeah. code. I don't remember that at all, dude. But maybe you're you might. You, I'll I'll take your word for it. You're the video game historian. I am not. It, um, it did have blood in it, though. It did have blood in it. You just had to put the code in. Yeah. See, I don't remember Brian putting in a code. I remember him buying that motherfucker and popping it in and us fucking ripping each other's heads off. That's all I remember. But that was how many fucking years yeah. ago? You know? Scorpion, get over here. Yeah. Oh, I love that shit. Sub-Zero beans. Good stuff. My favorite was Sub-Zero. I, well, I love Sub-Zero, too. I could do all the freeze moves and ah, great, great, great stuff. Uh, number four, I'm going to give this one to Metal Mike. My number four is another, uh, by the same company, Bethesda, uh, Fallout New Vegas. I love the Fallout series. I love, again, it's kind of like a science fiction role-playing game. Um, I just love the uh, mythology, the lore, the world-building. Um, just an amazing game, especially this version, the New Vegas one. I, It's just so much fun, and there's just so many, like, because again it's like one of those books choose your own adventure you can go in any direction you can be a good guy you can be a villain you can be ambivalent you can be whatever the fuck you want just a fantastic game and and i love and i love the whole version of the future like it's like an alternate future like <coughs> what the future would be like from a 1950s perspective just an amazing game and and for a while you could buy it like that was, I think now it's it's an Xbox exclusive because Microsoft bought out Bethesda. But that that was a game you could get on the PlayStation, wasn't it, Kane? If you wanted to, PlayStation Three. Yeah, yeah um, but just a fucking fantastic game, the Fallout series. I love it. Uh, again, you can also get it on PC. Yeah, right, right. And it was one of those games, much like you know, really Fallout. You could call it Fall Crack. 
Because um, you would fucking, again, you'd start playing at 2 in the afternoon before you know it. It's like 8 in the morning the next day. And you're like, what the fuck just happened? It, it's an amazing, amazing fucking game. Yeah, it's I know, another Western RPG. It's another Western RPG. Yeah, and, and, uh, which is better. Magic. All right. Yeah, shots fired. Western RPGs are better than Eastern. Okay, shot fired. Okay. I said it. I said it. Yeah. Instead of swords and magic, it's it's guns. It's guns. Yeah. And yeah, you get this. You get this. Like, um, it's just a really cool dude game. Especially once you get your battle armor and shit, you can just fuck shit up. And it's very graphically violent. Bush, like when you kill somebody, man, blood and guts, brains explode. It's fucking amazing. It's just a great game. Nice, nice. An- another series I've never played ever. Um, see, I- I'm not a gamer. Uh, Kane. Well, neither am I, really. But I, Kane turned me on to that game. I'm like, ooh, I like this. Nice. Kane knows what I like. I, 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 I got to be honest. Blood and guts. When it comes to my video games, I like, <laughs> you know, I like to kill. I like to kill and fucking maim and destroy. It's just fun to me. Those, that's fun to me. Okay. No, I, I don't got know. Maybe that says something about my personality, but I like to go outside and shoot. I get it. <laughs> there you go. You, you see, you like to do the real things. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I love to shoot too. Sweet. I just took my daughter shooting the other night. It was funny. Uh, Sunday night, after, after Mark and I had recorded that episode, I was so drunk. And Nevaeh hangs out in her bedroom a lot. And I was bored, and I'm looking at my pistol, and I'm like, you know what? It's been a year and a half since I popped one off. So that's what I did. I went outside, and I popped one off because <laughs> I'm in the country again. I can pop a round off. And I come back in and she has run out of her bedroom. Her heart's pounding in her chest. So I'm like, what did you think I did? Shoot myself in the head? She's like, I don't know what the hell happened, you know? But then she <laughs> says, um, can I shoot? Yeah, so we took some white paper and drew some targets on them and set them on a tree. And 40 rounds later, we had ourselves a good time. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I shot an M1 Garand. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, great all, rifle. All I've got is this bullshit 40 cal fucking high point. But it's but it's fun to shoot. It's cheap and never jams on me, so it's all good. That's a good thing, brother. Yeah. Reliable. Home defense, man. Home defense. Oh, hell yeah. And I'm in the sticks, so if you're coming up into my driveway, I've, I've kind of got it at the ready because I'm like, no, I, I don't like anybody, <laughs> so <laughs> you have no need to be here. <laughs> Cade, what's your fourth favorite game of all time? Yeah. I think it would probably be Doom. Doom, okay. Original Doom. I played the living shit out of that game. It's so fucking incredible. I never got a chance to play it online because I didn't have internet at the time. But the single player is just as good, man. It's uh, Is that like a campaign? What they call campaigns these days? Yeah, it's kind of like a campaign. It's more of like an adventure, really. Right. There's levels, and it gets harder as it goes on. Okay. Hardly any story, really. There's really not much of a story to be, to be had. You're just a, a space marine that's there to kill demons. That's it's just it. You're just here to maim and kill and destroy all demons. Nice, nice. I'm going to have to go back and check that out. It's, it's nothing I ever got into. Uh, Kane, I don't know if you know my background. I know Metal Mike does. I grew up in an uber Christian conservative household, so 
a lot of the blood and gore wasn't allowed in in my house hence mortal Kombat. i was in ait i was grown <laughs> you know i hear you uh my number four is again an army thing I spent a lot of time in the barracks playing this game. It was my introduction to the whole football thing. Although I do remember playing Tecmo Super Bowl, and I love that game. The whole trick was to be, what was it, the Detroit Lions and Barry Sanders, and then you just zigzag, and you can score a touchdown I remember that. Time. That was the trick to that game. But this one, this was the first time I ever felt like I was on the field. Looking back, the, the the graphics were horrible, but it was PlayStation first gen. I mean, what are you talking? Eight, maybe sixteen bit. I mean, it was it was sixteen, no, thirty two bit for right for the first PlayStation. Yeah, yeah it's thirty two bit for the virgin PlayStation. Okay, either way, it was horrible graphics, but they were amazing for the time after you've been playing PlayStation and and you know Nintendo forever. Madden ninety seven, man. I loved playing that game. We would have full-on tournaments. We'd all coalesce in one guy's room. Look, these barracks are built for two dudes to live. That's bunk beds. If the motherfucker put the beds, you know, across from each other, there was no room at all. So you always bunked them. A guy had a couch. People are bringing their own chairs into the fucking barracks room. And we would sit there for hours on the weekend. This is before we were old enough to go out to the bars. And we would just play Madden 97, dude. It was such a fun game. Cowboys all the time. I, I still play Madden to this day. Fucking love it. It, it. That one holds a special place in my heart. Is it the best Madden game ever? No. I'm hoping the next one with John Madden on the cover is the best one. The Madden games were really good at one point in time. But now they're just a cash grab. Well, sure they are. Sure they are. And the next one's going to be a huge cash grab because Madden died. He's on the cover. I hope we get to use Madden. And that's what it'll take for me to spend the 60 or 70 bucks to get that game. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 my number four. You, you are right, though. That, that version of Madden was a lot of fucking fun, man. I remember it. It's the first one I can remember. Um, yeah. The one that I ever played was for the PlayStation 2, and I believe it was Madden... Fuck, 04, I think. Wow. Back 04, yeah, it goes back, yeah. Now, was that the one? Because the next one I played after that, uh, and, and I've we've actually brought this up before in the show, uh, it's the one that had Donovan McNabb on the cover, because that's how I got into Avenged Sevenfold, was because of that Madden game. But I had the PC version. I got pretty good at playing the PC version of Madden. But it was the one with uh, Donovan McNabb on the cover. I don't remember what year. Fuck, I couldn't tell you, dude. Remember, I can't remember, buddy. He was playing with the Eagles, and I just know that I had to follow McNabb because he was a Syracuse guy. And I, I mean, come on, I got to New York when I was in sixth grade, so I kind of had to follow that guy. But yeah, Madden 97 is going to always hold a special place in my heart. I think it's a great game. I'm going to go ahead and take number three. Um, I, I think we spoke about it in the episode. I could be wrong, but uh, Call of Duty 4. Modern Warfare. It was the first. It was the first time we were fighting actual people. We were at war with the Iraqis. You were fighting them. It also had some Russian stuff going on, you know, in the campaign. It's the only Call of Duty game I've ever played the campaign in, by the way. But I love the fact that you could get online and play against other people. That was my first experience doing that. And I, I have met a lot of good friends, friends that I still have to this day. 
that I met from having a damn headset and talking to people and, and, and playing this stupid game. Shado, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, him and, and actually the old co-host. Both the old co-hosts of this show. Oh, I, okay. I met through um, uh, uh, Modern Warfare and uh, Modern Warfare 2. Um, those were killer games. I, uh, I played the fuck out of those games. Well, see, I had no desire to play Call of Duty. Um, I have played Medal of Honor, and those were World War II games. I love, I they, love Medal of Honor. They were great. Yeah. So why am I going to play Call of Duty? They're all World War II games. I didn't give a shit. It was when Call of Duty 4, the original Modern Warfare, because I, I haven't even played this new Modern Warfare. I don't give a fuck about it. This one, this was my introduction to Call of Duty. I played uh, MW2. I did not like MW3. I hated Black Ops 1 and 2 and 3. I got them because the clan I ran with wanted me to have them. I loved Call of Duty Ghosts. Uh, I, I think Ghosts is probably the greatest Call of Duty game. Um, it's not on my list because Call of Duty 4 has that special place. Uh, and then, of course, I, I spend all my time now on World War II. I mean, I go online to play Team Deathmatch. I love that fucking game. Uh, but yeah, Call of Duty 4 is always going to be my favorite of this series. It's, it's just so much fun. You're in Iraq. You know, I know Call of Duty 2, you were in Afghanistan. But the first one, you're in Iraq. It was very real for me. And as a military kid, with everything that was going on, it was huge to me. absolutely love that game. Uh, Kane, you're number three. Number three. Well, fuck. It would probably be Skyrim. I'm gonna have to take a page from Uncle Mike here. Nice. Skyrim is is incredible. It's one of my all-time favorites. Man, uh, I have played that game so many times. I know that game backwards and fucking forwards. <laughs> Well, anytime I got stuck in a situation, this was the guy I'd go, Kane, bro, I'm stuck in this thing, this level. What do I do? And he'd always walk me through it, you know? So, and uh, because he played it so much, you know? He was like my fucking guru, uh, my, my Skyrim <laughs> guru. If I needed help, I would. You remember, bro? Yeah, I remember, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Um, oh, and by the way, dude, you're wrong. Black Ops rules. I loved that game. Oh, I hated it. I liked it. I really hated Black Ops 3 because all of a sudden we're bouncing around like Spider-Man if I'm... I like Black Ops 3. Black Ops 3 sucks balls. Oh, so I horrible. I like the first Black, Black Ops. I didn't say I liked all the others. Good, and the second Black Ops was good, but Black Ops 3... And I even liked the stories. You know, like, I would play online, but I did do the campaign, too. Oh, you know what? I, Black Ops, I did do the campaign, and I was impressed because it's the only game I have ever seen, ever... That had Vietnam shit in it. Well, yeah, and and well, it, the game starts off literally with the Bay of Pigs. I mean, it, yeah. it, it, it's fucking. I thought it was cool, man. You know, of course, I'm kind of a history geek anyway, so maybe that's why. But I like that game. Nice. My favorite Call of Duty game. It's not on my list, the top five, but my favorite Call of Duty game is World of War. That's my all-time favorite. And I've heard it's a good game, but I'd already played. Medal of Honor. I didn't need to play all that shit. If that makes any sense to you. It's the greatest World War II shooter ever made. You should play it. It's better than Medal of Honor. Medal it of is Honor, a, it's, a, it's a great game. Medal of Honor is kind of fantasy. It's kind of like made up shit. Right, right. Well, World of War is very 
ground to earth. It's very real. Well, that's what I like about this World War II game. Um, when I say I haven't played the campaign, what I mean to say is I've played four or five boards. You know, and I, and I like how it goes historically from the D-Day invasion up. I, I like that. But I, I really like playing in those maps. I like playing in those zones online against other people and then telling 12-year-old boys I'm going to skull fuck their mother if they do that again. I like yeah. that shit. <laughs> <laughs> also, by the way, also the same reason I will not play Madden online because the 12-year-old boys are telling me they're going to skull fuck my mother because they whoop my ass because they have nothing else to do all day. <laughs> you know, it's funny, but I, I, I like to troll people when I get online. I uh, I do a lot of homophobic shit. Like, I do a lot of homo shit. It makes me so fucking homophobic that they freak out. Get away from me, dude. Get away from me. Come that's, here and touch my man meat. <laughs> that's so funny. I, 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 my mic was dead, and I was online. I was playing Modern Warfare 2, and I jumped into this lobby just to get into this fucking thing because you said the hobo thing is so funny. <laughs> Sorry, we're okay with gay people here. It's just it's fucking funny. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> there's one guy with a mic, and he's going, Hey. <laughs> Play some Call of Duty. <laughs> Man, he sounds like that guy from um, I don't know. Yeah, from, uh, uh, family guy. But it was so <laughs> funny, dude. I, I was laughing my ass off every time he would jump lobby. I would go and find him and jump into his <laughs> lobby, just because that's all he was doing. Hey, <laughs> and I love shit like that. I like people that are on there to have fun. And don't give a fuck. I get mad when people get pissy. You know, when now, they get taken seriously. When they yeah. get too, it's a yeah. fucking game. Relax. What, I, what I'm saying, I'm going to skull fuck your mother, is like, dude, I don't even know the bitch. Maybe she's like 750 pounds. I would never do it sober with my eyes open. But <laughs> 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 it's all in fun. Skyrim, so so that's a repeat. That's cool. You gotta find the wet spot, dude. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not throwing flour on it, dude. If I gotta throw flour on it, I'm leaving. <laughs> oh shit. I'm not looking for the yeasty boys, okay? <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> Metal Mike number three. <laughs> Virtua Fighter. Fucking um, dude, that's an honorable mention of mine. Yeah, I fucking loved this game. Um, I had the Sega. Um, well, a friend of mine had the Sega Saturn. That's when I first played. Actually, no, I first played on the arcade at Dave and Buster's. That's the only they, time I ever played it was the arcade. And then um, a friend of mine had the Sega Saturn. And then I got the Sega Dreamcast. And I had that version of Virtua Fighter. An amazing game. So much fun. Just the way the characters had moved and the fluidity. And, yeah. and they would actually base their fighting skills on real fighting styles yes. it was just yeah. a phenomenal phenomenal game wow. i had so much fun playing that game one of my and honorable I, mentions is actually a fighting game very much in that vein who was uh, your favorite character virtual fighter i don't remember the names but i could tell you who mine was it was the cop oh yeah he was cool jackie wasn't jackie the cop i don't know he, he had the long ponytail he was asian and he he oh. he had this move where he would 
drop down and sweep your legs and to kick you in the head as you were flipping around. <laughs> My favorite character was Kane, the ninja. Or Cage, Cage. He was Cage. He was yeah. the ninja-looking dude with the mask. He'd be, oh, 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 oh. He'd do his flips and shit, man. He just had these, like, badass moves, and he looked cool. Uh, yeah, for was, me it was Virtual Fighter Four. That's that was my honorable mention. I'll go ahead and tell you now. But, and, but, and it could have been that one. I don't remember what there. system. Kane, which which Virtual Fighter was on the Dreamcast? What which one? Which it wasn't was four, I believe. Was it four? Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah, that game was amazing. So. Came out with five too. The came out with five on that system as well. Yeah. I remember yeah, I, it playing was one Virtual of, Fighter Four at the arcade. But I loved all the Virtual Fighter games from Good the very stuff. beginning. Great, great game, great game. Almost man. as good as Kung Fu oh. Master on the Super Nintendo or on the Nintendo. Wow, wow, wow! Why, King? You know you can get Virtual Fighter Five for the PlayStation Four. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm gonna have to get look rich. into that. Yeah. I'm gonna have Hell to look yeah. into that. That I, I love that Virtual Fighter pick. We are back at Kane uh, number two. What's your second favorite game of all time? Fallout 3. Nice. You guys in your Fallouts, I've never even played these games. Sorry about your bad luck, dude. You need to play them, buddy. They're fucking awesome. Uh, especially Fallout 3, of course, it'd be a little difficult for you to play because you have a PS4. What, what, what do I need to play it? You need either a really good PC or you need an Xbox. Yeah, I don't do Xbox. Fuck Bill Gates. I'll look up some cool video of it. Now, well, what's the here, difference between Fallout 3 and this new Vegas thing that uh, Metal Mike liked? Uh, Fallout 3 was the original. It was the first. It Wait, came out before New Vegas. Fallout 3 is the original. I'm, I'm confused. Well, okay, the original Fallouts were... Explain, Kane. You know the history. Okay, well, the uh, Fallout 1 and Fallout 2 were for the PC, and that came out in the 90s. And it was... Uh, Oh, it's hard to explain. It's an RPG, but it's um. It wasn't like a MMORPG, were they? Because I love those too. It ain't an MMO, no. Um, I I don't get credit for MMO, really. No fucking props. Not for me. <laughs> Fuck you. It's you all can... fucking nerd talk, as far I, as I'm concerned. I used to play Civ Online, based Did on you? Sid oh. Meier's Civilization. <laughs> it was an MMORPG. <laughs> A lot of text-based. It was it was text-based. MMORPGs are, are mostly text-based. Yeah. Uh, Fallout 1 and 2 were the original. They were the first. But they were created by Interplay, which was another studio. They went out of business, and Bethesda bought the rights to Fallout. So they created Fallout 3, which brought it into the third dimension. You, you run around with guns. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and it's an RPG still, but it's 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 a lot of fun. You get to run and, around. And, and Fallout Three takes place in Washington D.C. Yes. years after a nuclear holocaust. So you're fighting fucking mutants and fucking like road warrior type people. I'm gonna say it's a Mad Max type shit. Kind yeah. of, but in but seen through the lens of a nineteen like. Picture the future if you were looking at it from the 1950s. Like, imagine an alternate future where... I know. So everything's got this, like... Um, what happened was is it's an alternate reality. Yeah, Art Deco look to it. Like, like, you know how they would do 
science fiction movies. You know how they would do science fiction movies from a 1950s point of so view. So like, you know I mean? like a noir thing. Kind of, yes, yes. Future noir, but very... It's very dark and depressing. Like, you'll find corpses with with dirt, you know, with guns next to them, and you basically have to conclude, the guy just killed himself. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's dark, man. It's a dark game, but it's a lot of fun. Exploring. See, see, none of my shit in here is dark except for Mortal Kombat, and that's just because of the fatalities. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. I gotta readjust who I'm talking to. Holy shit. <laughs> I like dark shit. Black Sabbath's my all time favorite band. Sue me. Okay, so. Uh, that's yeah. awesome, Fallout. Uh, I've heard of yeah. these games. I'm, I'm not unfamiliar with the games. I'm unfamiliar with the games, if that makes any sense. At You've least, heard of them. At least, at least, you know, other than the, you had a Star Fox I had never heard of, everything else I've heard of. That's badass. Uh, Metal Mike 2. A game we had previously mentioned for the Nintendo 64, GoldenEye. Golden I played the fuck out of fuck this yeah. game. And, and my, gotta give honorable mention to your uncle, Metal Mark, man. Metal Mark loved this game, man. We, he used to play it all the time. He would play the campaigns, and he would play the, you know... The 1v1s? The ones-on-ones and whatever. Yeah. And Marky, Marky kicked ass on this game, man. He was really, really good at it, man. Mark, Mark beat it on 007. I know. Marky... Marky... Marky's not really a hardcore gamer, but for whatever reason, this game spoke to him. He probably still played a fuck out of this game if he could. He loved it that much, man. Goldeneye, like you said before, I think it and Doom were like the the precursor of the whole first person point of junior uh, first person shooter games. Everyone who makes those games should fucking bow at the guys who made Goldeneye and Doom. That's just my fucking opinion. Yeah, rare. It was rare. Yeah, Goldeneye. I have to admit, I I spent many hours playing Goldeneye, dude. Uh, uh, I, I wish. Play the shit out of that game. Oh man, it was so much fun. Um, we always did the one v ones because that was your ball check, you know. Uh, I would try to use James Bond, but all he had was that Walter, and I'm like, I got this pistol, and this other motherfucker's got this much better weapon than I do, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I got my ass kicked to the Why I play first-person shooters now, based on my performance in GoldenEye, is beyond me. I should have never picked another one up, ever. I should have stuck with Madden. <laughs> then, those, then those 12 or 13-year-old kids will be talking shit to me when I play online, and they whoop my ass. <laughs> you're laughing. Dude, I'll take the Cowboys. They'll take the Browns. And I'm talking on the latest fucking Madden game. And they will whip my ass. ass. I get so fucking mad. I'm like, no, there's no way these guys should be beating me. <laughs> That's great, Goldeneye. I love it. My number two, man. I'm going. I'm going weird on you guys. I'm going weird. So I'm going back to high school for me. Uh, I was an athlete, and if I didn't have to stay after school for um, math, <laughs> you know, if it was one of those. Rare times. I spent all my study halls in the library. I'm not going to lie. I was that nerd. Because, yes, I also read a lot. But I would grab my books, and then I would go check out this disc. The old five-inch floppy. 
I'd slap it in and click it down because that's how old school I am. <laughs> I remember that. And I would load it up and I would Oregon Trail. I love. Really, dude? I love Oregon Trail. Like, kids your age couldn't have gotten through the Oregon Trail. You'd die a dysentery before you hit the Mississippi River, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love that game. It's it's definitely a role playing game. It it's not difficult, but man, it's fun. Uh, it was real hard to make it all the way to Oregon. I I had a really good time. I spent a lot of tenth period, you know, from two sixteen to three o'clock before I had to go get changed for practice, in the library playing some Oregon Trail. Uh, I I I love that fucking game. I love text based games, even though you know. Say again? What computer did you play it on? Ah, God, don't ask me. I don't know. It's whatever they had, man. We're talking... I, I started high school in 89. <laughs> so I don't know if it was a, a, a Macintosh of some kind or if it was uh, something else. I, I, I don't remember. But I remember the hours that I spent playing Oregon Trail it's always going to be one of my favorite games. Every time a meme shows up, talking about these young kids these days and how they'd have never made it across the Mississippi or the Kansas River <laughs> or anything, you'd have died of dysentery. I shared a fuck out of it because I feel it. I love that game. Love that game, Oregon Trail. I don't think enough credit gets given to these stupid games that started it out. Hey, I, Oregon Trail is a classic. You know, I don't remember that game. Wow. Well, it I was, don't remember I Oregon Trail. It's a PC game, dude. Yeah. So that's probably why. Yeah. Like it was in the arcades. You couldn't play Oregon Trail in the arcades. No. You can play that anywhere but in your library in high school. <laughs> oh, there's, man, it's probably why, you know. Yeah, I know. I mean, when I went to the library, I, I would read a lot. Don't get me wrong. I mean, but I, I don't remember really playing any games in the library. It was just... Read a lot of books because it's a fucking library. On my on the Mac Two, I believe it was the Mac Two. I'm not sure. Yeah, but I don't Breakout on PC. That's about it. Breakout the uh, the the game with the ball that you got a. Yeah. From the old Atari games, where you had to use the paddles. That's funny. I can't believe they had that when you were in school because you're a lot younger than I am. Well, our 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 school. <laughs> Our school was poor and we only had like these ancient computers from like the dark ages. That's <laughs> the dark ages. Fuck you, Kane. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I can't believe Metal Mike does an Oregon Trail. I got one on him. All right, here we go. The number ones. Metal Mike. My number one is an old school arcade game. I used to run to the milk store, that, the dairy store that I talked about, to play this game. And it was actually the second version of this classic, classic arcade game. But I still love it to this day. Asteroids Deluxe, man. That's how, fuck, I'm going old school here, baby. Asteroids Deluxe. That's my number nice. one. That's my number one, man. It was setting it apart from just the, the one with the ball on it. You didn't even have a thing. You had a ball. Yeah. To spin. No, 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 no. You're thinking. You're thinking a centipede, dude. Asteroids was like your ship, and you got asteroids coming at you, and then you'd have these little flying no, no, saucers trying to no, kill no, you. No, no, no. I'm talking about the control. 
No, it didn't have a ball. You, oh, you, uh, what was the game stick. that had the ball on the centipede? Arcade? Was it centipede? centipede? Mm-hmm. But that was yeah. arrows. Yeah, well, it might have been arrows too, but I, I know centipede had one. Um, but um, yeah, and and then the deluxe had these like fucking. It was this octagonal thing that would come out, and then you'd hit it, and then it would separate into like diamonds yeah. that could penetrate your ship, and then you'd hit it, and then it would be triangles trying to kill you. It was a bitch of a game. Each level got harder and harder, but goddamn, it was so much fucking fun. I love Asteroids Deluxe. My number one game of all time. That's badass. Uh, I don't know that I played that one, but I definitely spent a lot of time playing Asteroids, and maybe that's where I remember the ball from. I don't know, but man, what a great fucking choice. Kane, you tried to start the show with it. We almost had to kick you out. <laughs> My number one, not much of a debate here for me, is Super Metroid. Nice. That's a great game, dude. That's a great game. That's in my honorable mentions, man. It was the very first game I ever beat. I was eight years old, and I played the shit out of it. I replayed it over and over and over and over. I can beat that game in my sleep in two hours. That is awesome. I remember that game. Uh, I remember playing that. I, I'm pretty sure I played that at the arcade. Actually? Yeah. That's a Nintendo game. Did they have an arcade version of that game? Then maybe. That, well, I had a Nintendo, so maybe I played it there. All right. Then. Yeah. Yeah, you probably played because uh, it's an adventure game. You run around and you explore. It's a huge map. Yeah. And you run around and you explore this map and you get upgrades the more you yeah, kind of a Zelda thing leading into what we do now a Call of Duty or not Call of Duty but uh, 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 fuck Grand Theft Grand Theft would like to have some long jobs are you interested yeah sure uh, you yeah, what do you want from here uh my usual two pulls of yeah okay Double fries. Where's mine? I was some. You're not here, Mike. <laughs> Sorry. Whatever. The <laughs> traitor. Yours would get cold, Mike. Whatever. <laughs> Super Metroid. Uh, I, I remember playing that game. Well, there was Metroid for the NES, and then there was Super Ni Metroid for the Super NES. Am I correct? Oh. So maybe you Metroid. Know, you want to know something funny about Metroid? The original Metroid, the first one for the for the NES, is the first Metroid, but Super Metroid is not the second one. It's the third. But what's the, what's second? the second one? Samus. Number two is on the Game Boy. Oh, I didn't know that. Samus Returns. Nice. Nice. Now, you guys are both gay, because to I'm not gay. like the greatest game that was ever made as your number one. Uh, here we go. You going to pick Pong, Grandpa? Pong? I got some dick for your mouth, Grandpa. I got you. I got <laughs> your fucking Grandpa. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm older than he is, dude. What the <laughs> I know, <grandpa>? right? 
Jesus Christ. Look how great that fucker is over there. <laughs> uh. Oh, no, for me, I, I was talking about it earlier. My mom and I played this hours, hours, hours. And the great thing was, if you advanced the levels, it was faster. And it, I, I played it a lot on the Atari 2600. Everybody played it at Pizza Hut. Where you had the joystick underneath the glass, looking at the screen on a table. Oh, a table screen game. Fucking Pac-Man, dude. Mm, it's a great game. I think it's the, one of the greatest games of all time. Was Some it, honorable mentions. Was it simple? Yes. But it was so much fun. And come on, Metal Mike, you remember in the 80s, Pac-Man. Man fever. Everybody oh, yeah. had it. It oh, was yeah. everywhere, man. There was clothes. Hey. There was all kinds of merch. There was cartoons. I loved and the I, Pac-Man I cartoon. I do remember the table. I do remember the table game, um, which I remember the first time I played one of those. Uh, I, my mom uh, went to the health club with her friend, and and she ta had me tag along for whatever reason. She didn't want to leave me at home, and they had that pac-man table game there that was the first time i had played it like that because before that i always played the stand-up right you know games i always played the you know um the stand-up you know but yeah pac-man miss pac-man i mean i love those games and they're in my honorable mentions they're yeah, great that, that's just my... ain't number one asteroids deluxe is my number one bitch no, it's my all-time favorite game. Oh, that's cool. I can, that's you. I can still remember all the sounds from the 2600. <laughs> I love everything about that game. I actually had uh, gotten the kids when I was dating that smoking blonde with the big tits that deep-throated me all the time uh, that I dated for three years in New York. She was at the, oh, yeah. She was at the first Rocket Pod that you weren't at, uh, Metal Mike. Um, I, I bought them the Atari that had come out that had all the games on it. And all I played was Yars Revenge and Pac-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great game. Was, those kids did not appreciate that gift, those dirty fucks. <laughs> well, it sounds to me like they didn't appreciate a lot of things, man. I mean, ultimately, that's why you... And her ended it, wasn't it? Because when, when it comes to retro games for me, I have a, a little little box shaped like a Super Nintendo, and it has Atari Twenty Six Hundred, Atari Fifty Two Hundred, Atari Seventy Eight Hundred, Super Nintendo, NES, pretty much every class. Sega, Sega, yes. Sega Genesis. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Uh, thanks to my Metal Mike here, he bought me the components to build it. That is awesome. That is awesome. Uh, I never played any Atari after the 2600. Um, we had that until the uh, Nintendo came out. Then you know Nintendo Entertainment System. I was always Mags. I never had the robot, but I did have the gun and the power pad. Robot sucks, though, man. You weren't missing much. Well, yeah, the robot was kind of retarded, man. All, all the commercials I saw looked like I was missing a lot. <laughs> Yeah, fucker didn't work half the time, from what I understand. Yeah, it was terrible. It's, the, it's, only, it's, the only three games were made for that robot. Gyro, I can't remember the other two, but Gyro, where it picks up discs, yeah. drops them. Yeah, it, That's high-speed technology. We're talking 1986, 87, dude. That was like on top <laughs> of the world. <laughs> 
mean, yeah, now you got a fucking Roomba that'll drive around and vacuum your floor, but back then, that was the shit. <laughs> I have enjoyed going down this memory lane. Before we get into our honorable mentions, because um, I, I was writing a lot down as we were talking, I just, just go through our top five here. Uh, the Mighty Kane, who will be coming back to thatmetalstation.com at some time, did a great power metal show. Uh, he, he was an asshole sometimes who would decide to play Rush 2112 the entire fucking song before I had to come on. But we won't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> back when I did a Sunday night show. Uh, always did a great show, man. No, um, perfect team back then, man. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a good night, man. Sunday nights were fucking awesome then. I don't, I don't know what they're doing anymore now because I go to bed early. The Mighty Kane has uh, Star Fox 64, number 5, Doom, Skyrim, Fallout 3, and Super Metroid. Metal Mike, Elder Scrolls, Skyrim, Fallout New Vegas, Virtual Fighter. Oh, I'm sorry, Virtua Fighter. It wasn't Virtual, it was Virtua Fighter. GoldenEye, and then Asteroids Deluxe. And mine were Mortal Kombat, Madden 97, Call of Duty 4, Oregon Trail, which Metal Mike doesn't even know. And then, of course, the greatest game of all time, Pac-Man. Uh, honorable mentions for me, I'll do mine real quick. I traded out Mortal Kombat for SmackDown, the original WWE SmackDown game. I love that game. I'm a big wrestling fucking nerd. That was my favorite. I tried the WWE Raw game. There was too many button moves. Uh, SmackDown was a much easier game to play. Um... Yars Revenge, I actually switched out for Call of Duty 4. Yars Revenge, man, I, I, I love that game. Uh, Super Mario Brothers, Batman Arkham Asylum, Tekken, which I think a lot of people don't give enough credit for Tekken. Uh, another great fucking uh, 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 fighting yeah. game. Tekken's awesome. Virtual Fighter 4, like uh, Metal Mike said. GoldenEye, like Metal Mike said. Mega Man, a lot of people don't remember Mega Man, but I love Mega Man. Mega Man's awesome. Fuck yeah. Duck Hunt, because you've never been pissed off until you try to shoot a fucking dog that's laughing at you. <laughs> and Contra, because I always thought it was uh, Rambo and, uh, uh, um, well, it was Schwarzenegger, if you ask me. But uh, Commando <laughs> is what they look like to me. So those are my honorable mentions. Uh, Kane, honorable mentions? Donkey Kong Country. Uh, Zelda, Link to the Past, Sonic the Hedgehog. I love Sonic. <laughs> I love all the Sonic games, even Sonic Spinball. That shit ruled, man. I love Sonic, but fuck Crash Bandicoot. Fuck that guy. Yeah, who cares? I didn't care about Crash. Fuck Crash. Uh, <laughs> What's a Bandicoot? <laughs> Sounds like dirty pussy to me. <laughs> Well, uh, oh fuck, uh, probably, uh, man, I can't think. Maybe, uh, see, normally, normally when we do these things, uh, Kane, we take notes, we write these things down. Yeah, dude, come prepared, <laughs> bro. I got it all up here, though. Yeah, okay, Joe Biden. <laughs> Damn! Man, I'm feeling the heat from here. Burn! I fuck with my Uncle Mark all the time. I tell him that Joe Biden's going to make it illegal to be straight. 
so pissed. He gets so pissed. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past the weird fucker, though. Fuck Joe Biden. I've got a, anyway. I've got to beat fucking Mark sometime. Well, here's the plan. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I was hoping. I don't know now, but I was. I really want to bring Kane and Mark to the Rockin' Pod with me uh, next spring. All depends on what's going on with us financially, though. Right. So, um, but yeah, that that was my hope because I I know they would both have a fucking absolute blast. Yeah, walk there. around, get I to mean, hang out with rock stars and podcasters, and of course, well, you know, Bushy. Well, not just that, bro, but Marky would jizz just on the vinyl alone. He oh. loves vinyl. Yeah, and, I, yeah I see his posts all the time. Yeah, he would. Oh my god, he would be like a kid in a candy store, man. You know. Uh, so yeah, I definitely want to take both the boys down. And fairly priced. Yeah, and it is fairly priced. Yeah. The good thing, but if I do, I'm gonna probably have them. Like we'll stay at the hotel that the event's at because I know that's important for Chris. But Sinzak, I mean. But with Kane and Mark, and I think even Bill, they'll probably go get an Airbnb somewhere and just go to the actual event because it's just cheaper, you know, right for them. So yeah. we're, we're going to look into it. Yeah, because yeah. going to Rockin' Pod as just a fan, that doesn't cost shit. No, it's, <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's the travel. It's, yeah, it's the, you know, which I mean, I'm going to drive. So <coughs> it's going to be a short, you know, like it's not going to be like we got to fly down there or anything yeah. like that. But, well, you're but just as far away from Nashville as I am. Right. I'm just more, con- right. I'm more concerned with the, you know, um, the, you know, the, the, Logistics. Where they're going to stay yeah. and all that bullshit. But yeah, I would like to make that happen. When is that? It's in March. Isn't March seventeenth and eighteenth. I gotta put in for that. Yeah, St. Patrick's Day, dude. The pre party is gonna be on St. Patrick's Day. Metal Mike hey, is hey. gonna be dragging drunk ass bushy back to the room. <laughs> March what is that? Seventeenth, eighteenth. The weekend of seventeenth, eighteenth, and nineteenth. Well you take your dick out. Oh shit, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fuck with me, baby. <laughs> oh, good lord. Oh, see, right. oh, see, those of you that are listening don't realize that we're looking at each other because everybody's got good internet finally. So, you said yeah. take your dick out. I just, like, shoved my junk in the damn screen. I didn't take it out. That would be weird. He couldn't. He couldn't rest it on his tongue. No, him asking you to take your dick out wasn't weird at all. No, that's normal. Okay. <laughs> I got a mustache now. That's a oh, hey thing. I apparently. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I know where he got that from. Um, one of the latest episodes of uh, South Park had St. Patrick. That's why he did that. And, and, and everybody's freaking out because uh, you know how when you don't wear green, you pinch people. Butters is pinching people, and of course, they're basically making fun of the times we live in. Everybody freaks out on Butters and treats him like he's this fucking scumbag piece of shit for pinching people. He's sexually harassing people oh, and, and all this. And he and you know Butters is all oh you know he yeah. this, you know well then uh, St. Patrick shows up and he's all like slapping chicks on the ass and he's just a dick dude and there's this one part where a guy says something about him being a homophobe he goes homophobe 
homophobe. I'll fuck any guy here right now. Take your dick out. You take your dick out right now. <laughs> That's it was great. hilarious. Like you find out, a fucking St. Patrick's just this crazy party animal fuck that goes both ways. It's hilarious. Man, he was like homophobe. I'll fuck any guy here. That is funny. I I don't watch cartoons anymore. I'm so angry. I tried watching the new Beavis and Butthead. I don't. I don't. I don't like cartoons. What is wrong with you, dude? I don't know. I grew up. See, I don't get that. I I still love cartoons. I you know always love cartoons. Yeah, fuck. And I love live action. I like all kinds of forms of entertainment. Just because it's animated doesn't go. Oh, you know, I don't freak out on that. You know what? I don't go. It's funny because I heard the new Beavis Butthead movie was really funny. I've not seen it, but my brother and my sister-in-law loved it. I uh, I try I tried that too. I've seen half of it. And you really are a get off your long guy. Yeah, and it pisses me off because the uh, nostalgia in me is like I remember watching these guys. They introduced me to so many musical acts that I would have never listened to, both the good and the bad. You know, the shit they were crapping on, I ended up liking. The shit they thought rocked, I ended up liking. My dad did not like cartoons unless it was Bugs Bunny. But guess what? If you turned on Bugs Bunny. He wouldn't watch it either. And and somewhere in my later years here, I'm like, oh, it annoys me. I tried watching Heavy Metal a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Turn it off. Heavy fucking rules, Couldn't dude. Couldn't do it. I, I know how good it is. I love that movie. I can't watch it. I just, I hate cool. You're fucking weird, dude. Yeah. You're weird. Quit being weird. All right. Honorable mentions. Honorable mentions for me, uh, of course, Medal of Honor, um, uh, Pac-Man, Joust. Joust oh, fuck, I remember Joust on the fucking Atari. Yeah. Space Invaders, yes. Contra, Doom, Crazy Taxi on the Sega set. Um, yeah, yes. Taxi. Galaga, Missile Command, Tempest, Pole Position. Um this. Oh, Sonic. Yeah, Sonic Mike and Mario. Mike can't even read his own writing here. <laughs> yeah, well, I just kind of... Uh, Sonic and, and, and Mario. Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong Country. Vector Man, which was the fucking Sega Genesis, answered Donkey Kong Country because... Say, uh, don't get me wrong. What both those guys, those video programmers did, they basically gave you 32-bit quality games on 16-bit systems. It's a... Sega and Nintendo pushed those systems as far as they could do yeah. go with it, man. And I mean, Donkey Kong Country, realistically, they shouldn't have been able to make that game. And they're all going, well, Genesis, Sega can't do this. And Sega's like, oh, yeah? And yeah. then they come out with Vector Man, which was fucking incredible, too. I still, a while back, um, and it might have been when I borrowed your whole thing, Kane, that, that little system that you had all those classic games. I've played Vector Man and played the fuck out of that game. Vector Man rules. Hard Here, what? Hard as fuck, though. Oh, it's hard, but God, it's so cool. Here's another great... Oh, this is a blast from the past. Strider. Anybody remember Strider on the Sega Genesis, dude? Uh, of course, Mortal Kombat. You gotta throw that on there. Mike Tyson Punch-Out on the NES. Oh, my God. Played the fuck out of that game, Yes, man. so did I. Fuck the game out. 
Uh, of course, the original Metroid. I remember when me and Brian beat that game and finding out that the main character was a chick. We were like, whoa, that was cool. Um, Duck Hunt, of course. Assassin's Creed, God of War. I don't like all those games, but I like some of them. Uh, I do like Call of Duty, Modern Warfare. Um, man. Modern Warfare was two. Modern Warfare 2? Yeah, that was my favorite. That's the one that uh, had the Afghanistan scenes and shit, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure I'm fucking forgetting some... Oh, I'm the one with the Russians. Hey, Shinobi. Yeah. Remember Shinobi on the Sega Genesis? Oh, the ninja! Yeah. Yeah, Shinobi. Yeah. Oh my god, fucking I forgot Shinobi about rules, that game. Dude. That's why I don't understand why either Sony... Or fucking Microsoft, or so, even Nintendo. Sega's got all these killer IPs that they're really not doing anything with. Somebody, for fucking sake, either get an exclusive deal with them or buy them out. I want to see a modern day Shinobi game being all stealthy and moving around. <clears throat> you could do it like, <clears throat> not exactly like, well, but like similar to Tom Clancy are, is all the sneaking games now. Yeah, but Shinobi would fit perfectly. What, what, what were those games? Rainbow Six or some shit? Rainbow Six, uh, Ghost Recon, yeah. Winter Cell. Yeah. Those. Yeah, it's all sneaking games. Here's my question. Why have they not updated? Because remember Excite Bike? That was fun. But they got racing motorcycle games these days. Why have they not redone Kung Fu Fighter? I don't know. You only had two moves, punch or kick. Either high punch, low punch, high kick, low kick. It was basically oh. Bruce Lee's game of death as you're climbing the levels. Could you imagine what today's graphics... Oh, my God, yeah. How good yes. a game Kung Fu Fighter would be. That's what I'm saying. There's all these old video... Here's another one for you. It was also in the Sega Master System and the, the Genesis. Classic game. I think would make a great, not first-person shooter, because you don't shoot a gun at it, but a first-person point-of-view game, Altered Beast. Yeah. Altered yeah. Beast, man. Where you would turn into these different monsters, and you could, like, could you imagine first-person where you're, like, you turn into the werewolf and you rip your enemy's fucking head off? It would fucking rule, man. I mean, fuck, dude. There's so many cool fucking games back how, in the day. Defender. Have... Remember Defender? Oh, remember I remember Defender. Defender. Yeah, it was, Defender it, was the shit, it was basically dude. Empire Strikes Back, just not Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, it was it was great. Good game. Um, how come yeah, was, how come none of us have mentioned like Nightmare Creatures? A lot of people know. don't remember that game. That was a game. It was a PlayStation game. I don't remember that one, PlayStation buddy. PlayStation One, dude. It was a horror game. It was My out. favorite horror game for the PlayStation was Resident Evil 2. Well, I was going to say, Resident Evil is what Oh, my knows. God, and Resident Evil, none of Evil, us spoke yes. about Resident Evil. Nightmare Creatures was the first game that made me jump because of yeah. werewolves busted through a wooden door at me. And then Resident you're, Evil, I wanted to play them because I'm a big old pussy and I don't like scary shit. Oh, you're, <laughs> like, you're like Bill, though, huh? You don't like horror movies? I will watch them, but I'm here to tell you. It'll be the funniest thing in the world for guys like you that love them. Because I holler. I jump. All right, when I, when I spend a weekend with you, we're watching something scary. Because I girl it up. Like, to me, The Exorcist is the most terrifying thing I've ever seen in my life. And I will still... I'm, I'm a, I will watch Exorcist with you in the daytime. But if I have to watch that bitch at night, 
I'm watching some funny, stupid shit after, so that my brain's not going to bed with. <laughs> oh, I hear you, man. Uh, man, it's such a great movie, and and uh, but what I was also I didn't really find uh, Exorcist all that scary. Well, it's because you're young and desensitized. I guess. I I thought my the scary movie that I watched when I was a kid scared the shit out of me. Still kind of bothers me a little bit today is Amityville Horror. Okay, but how old were you when you saw Amityville? Say, how old were you when you saw The Exorcist? You were grown up, weren't you? It's about fifteen. Yeah. There you go. That's why. If you had seen The Exorcist when you were little, it would creep you out. He's to this lying. Day. I had never seen that movie. I was in the army, man. I was a grown ass man. Ninety four. Really? I saw The Exorcist. It scared the fuck out of me. I grew See, up. I was the, just a kid. I grew up I in the church. I had no business dude. watching that movie when I fucking seen it. Amityville Horror. That that scares me. I'm not gonna lie. That yeah, shit Amityville's, scares me. The Omen's a classic too. Love that. that. Music. Love it. The fucking music, dude. Damien, I was, and, and Damien's even worse. Yeah. Whatever happened to Rosemary's Baby? That creepy shit that doesn't have the jump scares. It's just scary. Well. One of my favorite parts of Damien is when Lance Henriksen, one of his earliest roles, tells him who he is. Read this in Revelations. It's about you, Damien. Yeah. And when he realizes who he is and he just fucking has a meltdown because I just thought that was kind of realistic. Terrifying. Because it's like, it's like... You're the son of Satan. Well, yeah. I mean, what the fuck? It, it's kind of like... But on the flip side of that, that's one of my favorite parts in Dogma is when <laughs> Linda Farentino finds out that she's like literally descended from descended Jesus. Descended Jesus, like she's yeah. A great, 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 great grannies, which I love that part with Chris Rock because it's so true. That's the one thing I've always had a problem with Catholics. It's like, oh, okay. thank you. Thank you. They, they can we believe- say this? Can, yeah, can, are, say are, are we allowed I mean, to say hey, this? Yeah, I'm allowed to say Look, yeah, I have plenty this of This is not a censored fucking podcast. Virgin Mary shit, um, Let's just say, for your argument's sake, and, and we're we're talking about three guys who are pretty much either agnostic or atheist. Yeah, all I'm, of. I'm agnostic. I'm not, I'm not a fucking you know religious guy at all. But I'm saying, okay, it, it's kind of like what he said. You know, a a, a, fa- a birth of faith or whatever you want to call it. That yeah. that's all, you know, belief or whatever. He goes, but to believe that a ma- a grown married man never got down with his wife. Yeah, those are all acts of uh, faith. He goes. But to believe that a grown man never got down, that's just plain gullibility. Yeah. And that's what he tells you, he goes, Bethany, you are the great, 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 you know, it is very Chris but Rock see, Protestants, a lot of Protestants do believe that Jesus had half-brothers and sisters. But the Catholics are like, oh, no, she stayed. Get the fuck out yeah, of no, here, no, guys. No. Like, come on. Actually, if you read the Bible in the Greek translation, uh, Jesus says that he's a son of God. He's not the son of God. That's true. That right. is true. That is true, but, man. But it's, well, it's the same thing in the uh, Torah. Right. You know, I loved... Uh, I loved uh, Oh God with uh, George Burns where they had John Denver ask him all these questions. One of them is, is, are, is Jesus Christ your son? And he just looks at John and he goes, Jesus was my son. Yeah. Moses was my son. 
Muhammad was my son yeah. and Buddha was my son. I, I was like, yeah, exactly. I you have know, like, all three of those movies. Oh, I love those That's movies. That's so I think, great. You said, oh, God, oh, God, book two, yeah. oh, God, you devil. Yeah, I love those movies, I got movies, the horse man. right here. His name is Paul Revere. Paul Revere. Is the yeah. guy who said and the fact that, that the they weather had, is clear. They had George play both parts in the third one. Yeah, yeah I love those movies. played God movies. and the devil. Yeah. <laughs> That's great stuff. I, I love those movies. I love when your old mixes with my old. <laughs> right? Yeah, but I do. I love those movies, man. Like, it's really, those were really cool. And I'm like, man. They were great movies, man. Yeah, and I love it when they go, thank God you're you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, they, those were really good movies, man. Um, that was good stuff. George Burns was amazing. I love George Four Burns. Four stogies a day lived to be 104. That's why I keep yeah. smoking cigarettes. But, um. You know, hey, uh, we kind of got off the beaten track. But, yeah, I, I, Dogma, though, when she freaks out and has that meltdown, and then, of course, um, the late, great, um, oh, what's his name from fucking Die Hard and Harry Potter comes oh, down. Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. And yeah. he just says, do you know how hard it was for the father to not even be able to tell his son? He goes, I had to tell him. I had to tell a 12-year-old boy. That he was the son of God, and that meant a life of persecution, of, you know, and I'm like, and that's what I liked about the Omen, or Damien, even though it was before Dogma, it was like, yeah, yeah I think realistically, if, if if that were to happen, if somebody were coming going, hey, guess what, bro, you're this, it's kind of like, that's one of the reasons why I loved um, Excalibur so much, like when he finds out he's the king oh, of England, God, what and everybody starts, fucking film man you go going old Kane's oh, like best, backed out he's like I don't know what the best, fuck you're talking hands about hands down the best cinematic version of King Arthur ever yes thank you holler hands fucking down weird incest what, shit going on yeah. what a great Excalibur fucking movie fucking amazing I love Excalibur and dude. that's one thing that pisses me off about Whoa, HBO why don't, down, why don't they, Mike. calm down why don't they do a you movie you know Excalibur Kane oh yes yeah. love that movie that is fucking awesome does. I raised him right. Well, what the fuck, dude? Thank God for that. But no, man, Excalibur, it was amazing. My dad took, you know, like I was familiar with King Arthur, and it's what, the movie that really got me in Arthurian legend, because it, as great as Excalibur is, and it's fucking amazing, there, when you read King Arthur and his knights, there's so many, because eventually the knights get together and become the round table, and they tell each other their stories. Right. I thought wouldn't it be cool if hbo did a series based on those stories where you could do call it excalibur just like the movie and you could do whole seasons where you could have like you'd have arthur become an arthur and then eventually because everybody thinks that like once he became got the sword he became king no there was guys like lot and people that fought him they they, they were like fuck you fuck right. your sword there were all these wars then they brought you the know, coconuts arthur, in Arthur had, right, right, I love that movie too. Uh, Arthur had to defeat them all, and then eventually he establishes Camelot and the Knights of the Round Table. Well, after that, once Car Arthur's, you know, solidified his reign, they just got together and partied, and they would, they would go, they would tell each other all about their adventures, their solo adventures. I'm like, that would make such a kick-ass series. Like, you could literally do a season on Lancelot's adventures. The next season could be Gawain. The next so, season could be, you could really go all so, out. So let me ask you a question, because this is one of those few cartoons that I can still watch to this day. Disney's The Sword in the Stone. What do you think of that? I liked it. It's fun. It was. It's fun, yeah, right? Look, King Arthur's like a lot of uh, even our modern mythology. It's open to different interpretations, folks. 
problem with the with your idea, Mike, is I'm afraid that they would probably make it woke. They probably would today. Well, yeah, they would today. Yeah. But but yeah, I'm just saying it, it would be a cool idea. I'm kind of hoping though that now that David Saslov is you know Discovery's merged with Warner Brothers, maybe they're going to get rid of a lot of that stuff from the way they're sounding. They're going to take these things like. Yeah, not just DC, but but I just think it'd be a cool, really, really cool idea, man. Uh, but anyway, I love Excalibur. I fucking love that movie. But when he finds out he's king, there's that part where everybody starts arguing and fighting. Do you want a bastard for a king? They're all freaking out. And he's just standing there, and everybody's fighting amongst themselves, and he just kind of freaks out right. and runs to the woods. And he's like, I don't fucking want this, man. I I'm not yeah. meant to be king. Like, what the fuck, man? What have you done to me, Merlin? And Merlin's like, if you thrive, the land will blossom. If you fail, the land... Why? Because you are king! You know, he's yeah. like, no! You know, this... fucking have some meltdown, man. And I, that's I realistic. Love that. I love that, that movie. That is realistic. God, I love because that movie. if you were put in that position where all of a sudden it's like, you are this important dude who's going to save the world or destroy the world or whatever it is, you would be like... What the fuck are you talking about? I don't fucking want that. I don't. Most m normal people, I think, would be like, nah, fuck all that. No, I don't. Well, why? You know. So we, yeah. We have a little bit of time here left, based on when yeah. we started recording. So since we're going into this vein, because this is a very fun conversation, uh, I, I'm also a fan of Robin Hood lore. Oh yeah, yeah. I hate Robin Hood. I, I, I hate the old stupid sixties. It, it's so silly. I love the Kevin Costner movie. I thought it was okay. I there love. There were things about it I liked. That uh, other movie. Um, I I want to say it was the guy from fucking uh 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 uh, 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 uh fuck. Ah, God damn it, Sons of Anarchy. I want to say oh. it's him, but I'm not sure. I don't think I've seen that version. But it had uh, Jamie Foxx in it. It was I a Guy Ritchie film. It was a high action film. But the one that I would think was probably the closest to the mythology that created Robin Hood, because Robin Hood wasn't a real guy. No. Any more than King I, Arthur was. Neither was Ivanhoe. Now, Ivanhoe, and the guy who wrote Ivanhoe wrote Robin Hood. They actually right. cross over, they meet. So. But the Russell Crowe Robin Hood, have you seen that one? That one's pretty good. That's a really good film. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. this is what I love about mythology is you can kind of go anywhere with it. Like mm -hmm. you said, I think Excalibur is probably the the best By uh, excuse far. Me, King Arthur movie. And, and there have been some good King Arthur movies. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anybody ever played a better Merlin than that guy Nicole Williamson was great as Merlin. Oh, it was amazing. And Helen Mirren, God, she was hot. Oh, she was so hot. It was a little that, weird when she was banging her brother, but you know, whatever. <laughs> dude, that chick, man. <laughs> I'm in the Helen South. Mirren. I guess it's okay down here. <laughs> yeah. Um, Helen Mirren, I think even now, as an older woman, is still a pretty woman. Like, back in her day, man, I seen a movie that she did with James Mason where she got completely buck naked. What an absolute... Dude, she was built. What a smoke show, man. Yeah. Helen Mirren, fuck. Great actors, too, by the way. Well, this was this was so much fun. This was so much fun. That's why uh, we got to call this episode Nerdgasm, dude. Yeah, we, we may have You know to. what? Anytime we talk about geek shit, we could, should just call it Nerdgasm yeah. Volume 1, oh, Nerdgasm yeah. Volume 2. 
Yeah, because this. Write one, that down right now. Nerdgasm. Don't forget it. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, because you know I'm drunk. I know. <laughs> Nerd. But I'm thinking every, nerdgasm. Nerdgasm. Because I think nerdgasm volume one. Anytime we talk about geek shit, you know, whether it be comics, movies, sci-fi, fantasy, whatever, that's what we should call those episodes. Nerdgasm. I, I I agree. Kane, um, hold on, I gotta. <coughs> I still have this COVID thing where I'm still hacking shit up. That um, sucks. No, that's okay. I'm, I mean, I feel fine. I'm just still hacking yeah. shit up. Uh, Kane, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, Metal Mike has wanted you on for a while. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. He's like, we'll have to do a video game thing. And I, I, I have avoided this shit for a year. And uh, I was wrong. I was wrong. This was... As oh, usual. Hey, blow me. <laughs> yeah, you're actually pretty knowledgeable about games, dude. You, you don't give yourself enough credit. Yeah, well, because I don't think of myself as a gamer, I think, is, is the biggest thing. Well, Kane realizes we're casual gamers, but he says the same thing to me. He's like, well, you know a lot more than you think. Yeah. You know, Uncle it, Mike, and I'm like, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, well, he is right on this one. Um, he, he's wrong about Rush 2112, but he's right about this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had a lot of fun. It brought back a lot of cool memories. And like I said, when I was... When, when Metal Mike told me this, I immediately I wrote, okay, SmackDown, Madden, Yars Revenge, Oregon Trail, Pac-Man. Well, two of them got pulled out. And then I have a whole list of other things over here. I'm like, fuck. I know. I like I know. a lot more games way. than I think I like. Yes. It was a lot of fun. So thank you so much for coming on. And welcome back to the station. I feel sorry for whoever goes on after you, but it's not going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I... Rush 2112 is one of the greatest fucking songs ever written. Well, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> just a boy. There's a song. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That sucks. How can you fucking defend that shit? Easy. Easy. Oh, God. Um, we do this little thing here where we uh, give you the opportunity to plug something. Uh, it's basically promoting something you think is cool. It, it could be modern. It could be old. We don't care. Do you have anything you want to promote? Do I have anything I want to promote? Well, let me think about that for a second. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, we're going to keep it with video games, man. Uh, the new uh, game Starfield is coming out long from now. It's another game by Bethesda, and uh, they're the guys that did the Fallout series and Skyrim, so if you're a big fan of that, check it out, man. It's really fucking incredible. Check out the trailer. Uh, Starfield's probably going to melt everyone's brain. It's a space exploration game. Dude, and, and please don't take this the wrong way, Kane. Do you know who Boogie2988 is? No, I do not. He's a YouTuber. You resemble him in the face. <laughs> now, Boogie is like 450 pounds, so that's why I was like, don't take this the wrong way. <laughs> and he's an uber liberal. But he's but he's fun, because he's a wicked gamer, too. Check out his video game uh, uh, vids on YouTube. Boogie2988. Boogie he's a lot of fun. Uh, what was that game again? Starfield? Starfield. Yeah, check that out, man. That's cool shit. Metal Mike, anything to plug? 
Um, yeah. Um, actually, what I'm going to plug is uh, there's a guy. He has his own YouTube uh, channel. His name's Eric D. July, and he's a black guy, black dude. Um, and he, um, I think he's also a rapper, but he has his own YouTube channel, and he's all into the comic book geek stuff. And he is totally anti what they're doing with Marvel and DC in the comics with the whole um, being totally woke. And, and, and look, like he says, there's nothing wrong with you guys trying to tell your story or even getting your message. It's the way you guys are doing it. You're beating people over the fucking head with it. It's all about agenda and fuck story. And he's just a, he's a guy who's a traditionalist with his comic book heroes and stuff. And he decided to take his own money. This ain't no crowdfunding bullshit. And he created his own comic book universe, essentially. Oh, wow. And, uh, yes, Ripaverse Comics. His name's Ripa. That's the name he goes by. Spell um, that. He's got his own R-I-P-P-A-V-E-R-S-E, Ripaverse. Okay, just because <laughs> accents across the country or the world. Right. Um, and yeah. his first issue, he's already raised... Um, he's already, and these are comics. It's a 96-page first issue, so essentially, it's going to probably be a series of graphic novels. But he's building a whole universe of characters, um, and uh, it's pretty fucking cool, man. Like he's got a mission statement and everything else, code of ethics, which he's talking about what they're going to do and how they're going to do their comics. That you know, he's tired of like DC doing constant reboots all the time, right. and we're talking in the comics. He's tired of. Um, and uh, the Marvel's doing know. the same thing as oh, they're all. You know, I'm so, so glad like, I don't read comics anymore. It would have so here, here, me. Here's the code of ethics, and I'm not going to go through everything he says, but respect the customers. Number one, canon and continuity. Like when something happens, it's going to fucking matter. A comprehensive timeline. Um, his first issue of his first book is Isom. Um, the, it, he's already. This is how much money he's he's raised. It's kind of fucking crazy. And this is my. Th these are issues sold. Like I went ahead and ordered one, three million three hundred ninety four thousand eight hundred thirty one dollars and sixty four cents. And the comics are done. This is not a fucking. Um, or what do you call that? Uh, uh, Kane. You know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. <laughs> Kane's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, when you fucking... <laughs> Metal uh, Mike, you're firing. Kane, you're in. Crowdfunding, go fund me. That is not oh, what this it's, is. This is Kickstarter. That's okay. none of that. The comics are done. This is this book is done. It's a $35 book. Of course, it costs a little bit more of a shaving handling. He's already um, got different covers for, you know, however, whenever you well, order it. $35? It better be more than a typical 15, 20-page comic book. It's 96 pages, dude. Oh, okay. You fucking listen. I already said that, well, fucker. Well, I'm, I'm not paying attention to this comic book right? shit. Because you're fucking drunk, dude. Anyway, um, <laughs> so we've got uh, the character's name is Isom. Um, that's the, you know, but there's other characters in it. But he that's the, the comic. It's called Isom. Uh, he's a black hero, but I mean, it's not all about black heroes and black creators because he's yeah, he's just like somebody who wants to create. Um, oh, right here, Avery Silverman is a common it's, it's okay to have black heroes though. He's creating oh, a black hero. Yeah. Finally, yeah. we we're not switching fucking characters. No, no, these are all new characters. That's awesome. It's a new universe. It's a new universe. It's called the Ripaverse. That's and 
Avery Selman is a common rancher, but that wasn't always the case. After obtaining some unique abilities, Avery spent a brief stint being a hero under the moniker Isom in the city of Floor Park, Texas. Realizing that it wasn't for him, he walked away from this life. But after responding to a call from his sister, some violent altercations ensue and has Avery reconsidering his approach. What happened? Grab Isom number one to find out. Items will ship in August 2022. And yes, there's international shipping. So yes, he's he's going all out. And he's going to put out more books as time goes on. The artwork's beautiful. He's, he's hired actual, like, fucking professional comic book artists to do this. Like... And, and this is a guy like he knows his comic books, he knows his canon, and he's just kind of like, you know, he, he yeah he doesn't like the the gender swapping, the race swapping, the beating everybody over the head with their fucking agendas, identity politic bullshit, man. Okay. You know that I got news from. And, and what's funny is all these people that are into this don't even fucking read comics. It's just some small segment of fuckers on Twitter that fucking whine and cry all day. And you got these corporations bowing, bending the knee to them like they really fucking matter. Right. Do what David Zaslav did. Do what you fucking want and fucking. Ignore this. The thing is, is, comic books have always been about social justice. Of they course. Just, they just didn't fucking shove it down your fucking throat. They told good stories. Yeah, I want to be entertained. I don't want to be preached to. On either side, by the way. I wouldn't like it if it was a book about conservatives telling me about conservative shit either. Fuck off. I'll fucking weigh the issue myself and make up my own goddamn mind. Right. Thank you very much. Give me a good story. And, and, and you know what, Kane? I really like that you said that because that's what comics were back in the day. I yeah. used to love Thor. I used to love fucking... Uh, uh, Wolverine. I, I didn't read a lot of X-Men. I was more of a, a Wolverine fan. You know, Logan's a badass. And I, oh, liked, yeah. I liked Gru the fucking Wanderer and nobody knows Gru the Wanderer. I love Gru. Oh, God, I love Gru. He was Gru. great. And then I love my, you know, my weekly strips. Calvin and Hobbes is my favorite thing of all time. And Calvin, yeah, he was political all the time, but he, he was political without shoving it down your throat. He he said it in a way that at least funny. made you think. Yeah, and it was funny. Yes. Always funny. Well that's the fun thing about the funnies. Remember you remember right. back when the comics was called the funnies? Yeah. The newspaper? They don't even yeah, call they call them, them the funny anymore. papers. They call and, them the funny papers. And now it's such a small fucking portion Niche thing. of a paper. Yeah. If if you could even get a funny paper in the goddamn strip that's awesome. Make sure you check all that out. Uh, I'm going to go kind of obvious. Check out some Olivia Newton-John music. Um, i tell you what. Get the Grease soundtrack. I mean, there's a lot of great stuff on there, but Olivia Newton-John singing Hopelessly Devoted to You. Man, that's one of the most beautiful songs you'll ever hear. And I'll say mm -hmm. that as a guy that likes rock and roll, but you know I like fucking ballads. Check her out. Check out her movies, man. Xanadu, I think, is so much better than Grease. But Grease is a musical. It's fun. Guess what? Xanadu is as well. And it takes place in this you know, weird New York or this weird L.A. that doesn't exist anymore. It's well, it's weird awesome. about that movie. I had I never saw it when it came out. I, I seen it years <laughs> later. Um, my, a buddy of mine's wife, she was watching. She's a big fan of it. Oh, you got to see this movie. And I was like, all right, man. It's a trip. That it, movie's a trip, it's man. Wild. But it's not a bad movie. It's not it, a bad movie. It's at on all, YouTube. You know? I looked it up earlier. It's YouTube and it's free. 
Yeah. So go yeah. watch Xanadu, man. It's good so, time. Yeah. You know, and, and rest in peace, Olivia Newton-John, man. Hell yeah. Because I got chills and they're multiplying. And I mean, I'm, it kind of sucks, man. Control. All three of my childhood crushes when I was little are, are no longer with us. Well, my two rest first... Rest in peace, Nichelle Nichols, and of course, Carrie Fisher as well. well yeah, yeah, God. Of oh. course, Catherine Bach was another one. Yeah, she's still around. And I'll tell you what, my first two crushes, and this is why I have a thing for blondes, were both Heather Locklear... Ooh, from nice. T.J. Hooker and uh, Heather Thomas from The Fall Guy. Now see, <laughs> see when, that's she, more like, <laughs> when she comes out in that bikini, <laughs> oh god, oh, yeah. And dude, those it. were more of my uh, teenage crushes because I'm a little bit older than you. So yeah, when they, I remember my buddy Brian had a poster of Heather Thomas in a bikini on his wall, man. Yeah, oh, she was. Oh. What a what a fucking scrum diddly emphasis bar that is. Smoke show, total smoke show. Oh yeah. All right, so I'm a. Uh, Kane, when we get out of here, we give you an opportunity to give a final thought. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to let Metal Mike do it, because I'm sure you've never listened to our show, because nobody listens. So I'm going to let Metal Mike give his final thought, and then you. So Metal Mike, final thoughts. Um, Keep fighting a good fight, and stay metal, motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. Kane, final thought. Final thought. Um, all right. I use the word faggot as a word of weakness. I do not attach sexuality to the word. And if you're offended, I will suck your dick. Oh! <laughs> you, <laughs> you, hear, you, you heard it here, boys. And, and, and earlier in the episode, you heard where he lived. You can find him. <laughs> You know, Kane, you might be getting a few yoo-hoos. Hi. Saying, man. Place of Call of Duty. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. That's going to get us banned. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers, by Vida. We'll see you next week. Hey, this was really fun. We hope you liked it, too. Seems like we've just begun when suddenly we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Cause now it's time to go. But hey, I say, well that's okay. Cause we'll see you very soon, I know. Very soon, I know. What the fuck? is this shit. This is how we say goodbye on The Plug. See you next week. Why, this car is automatic, systematic, hydromatic. Why, it's greased lightning.
Bye. 